Welcome back to Normies Like Us. The podcast reminds you it's hip to be square. Another milestone episode means another watch as our hosts break down what they've been getting down with on Normies Like Us, number 281. Things I do for Monarch. Wouldn't have made it this far without you. Our day at the office. Like the sign says, he's a hard man for hard times. By he, I mean me. Well, I don't want to lecture you. I just want to snap your fucking neck. You put quit, mister. There'll be consequences. You heard it up top. We are back once more with a special one. It's been 10. You know what that means. We're going to talk about what we're watching what we're liking, what we're enjoying, and just what's making us normies right now here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, uh, Just Colin. Just Mike. Mm. And just Baby New Year, Jacob. Mm. Still the New Year. <laughs> yeah, February. still the New Year. February, I guess. Yep, yep. Um, you know, New Year, same tears. We're out here. Um, but uh, everyone's staying dry. Where we're at in California this time of year has been... Uh, yeah, it's pretty rainy. rainy. It's been Noah's flood out here, right? Yeah, Still yeah, yeah. Ark. This is our Noah's Ark episode. To wash, to That's right. Um, two of each animal. Yeah, yeah, that'll be that. But uh, hopefully, we're staying safe. I lost power yesterday, so hopefully, we'll make it through uh, this episode. Oh wow, Great. it was pretty late at night. But you know, either way, stay safe, stay yeah. dry, everybody. Anybody listening? Right. You know, I'm I feeling lost sick. Power, but... mm. Man. Yeah, I've just got I've just been under the weather right a bit and it's just been so cold and rainy that I've just been down in the dumps a little bit. Yeah, but you uh you sad. know luckily you hitting a sad. milestone like this though, you know, it's one <laughs> yeah. bright spot of the week, you know, being able to talk to you. Like I say, guys, uh, here's our question for up top. <clears throat> Are you getting nervous with three hundred being so close? <laughs> oh sure. Yes. That's like two watches from now. Yeah. And I know it's going to be the Gerard Butler special, right? That's right. We're, of course, more Zack Snyder. The film 300. 300. Finally. Yeah. We yeah. love our Zack movies on this podcast. That's right. That's right. We're going to watch but, a double feature 300 and Rebel Moon Part 2, The mm, Scar Giver. Not the mm, 300 the sequel. Giver. Not 301. <laughs> no, no. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Now you now you see me, now you don't, now you three weeks, that, that kind of thing, like we're saying yeah. off pod. But yeah, another watch of two eight. It is wild thinking that it's two hundred and eighty. I'd have to do the math by the next watch of or by then. We'll see how many hours of content we've yeah. created for Yeah. I always you know a thousand. Um oh at least. Yeah. yeah. But just real quick, I'll say up top, hey, thanks for still listening. We love if you mm-hmm. guys do. Uh, 281 of these. I mean, that to me, I mean, again, the way that I view these is when we eventually get Alzheimer's, this will be such a delight for me to sit down and be like, that Colin <laughs> Brooks sounds like such a nice young man. Listen to all his interesting opinions. That's what this podcast is to me. So the fact that we have like 281 of these conversations between us, uh, I'll, I'll treasure that. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool kind of chronicling, almost like the way you guys do your letterboxes. It's kind of cool to go back and be like, what was the temperature, you know, on that right. particular item at the time? You know, how were we feeling? So, right. That's cool. exactly why I do it. And I just like that, that we've stayed committed to doing it every week for the most part, skipping some holidays and such like yeah. that. But, uh, you know, we've we've been committed to to putting these out regularly. And I like I like that I can commit to something that, that <laughs> yes. you know, yeah. But I've accomplished a little, something. <laughs> a little bit yeah. of structure in your life. Exactly. Same yeah. here. 
Um, put on a week, resume. We, what do you do? Well, every week I show up, <laughs> I talk to my friends. Hey, good yeah, work. Once a week. Um, but no, yeah, we've, we've really very rarely missed a week. We even plan ahead and we'll record extra, you know, so yeah, it's been a fun 280. So getting to 300, absolutely. Just, what a lifespan. So as you guys know, all current listeners who've been around, this is a whatcha. Normally we do it on the tens, but we, you know, we had a dead man's chest uh, to deal with mm. last time. Uh, in accordance with all seafaring laws. So we bumped it to 281. And yeah, I think we checked the pirate fine. code and uh, yeah. it said we had to do it or we would be shot by Keith Richards. So Originally, right. Mr. Gibbs said they were like guidelines, but then they were like, whoa, no, there's a whole code and it's very serious now. So we were a little yeah. bit confused. So we, we had to shift it over, but ship. I didn't want to walk the plane, right. you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> But we're free-forming it. This is the watch it, kind of the, the errata, the things that weren't full episode worthy, or maybe we didn't all check out together. That's, you know. Yeah, you know, where we ask you know ourselves, what you watching, what you playing, what you doing, reading. what you reading. I don't I've read. been reading. I've been reading. Maybe a special <laughs> segment that I know nothing about. So we'll see mm. what's in store here. But uh, I know, should we just jump into it, guys? Let's talk about what we've been watching first, and we'll kick it off to what we've been playing after that, and we'll catch you on the other side we're back here on normies like us we're talking to whatcha we're gonna kick it off with whatcha watching what you watching mm. boys mike what are you watching buddy well, I tell you what, I've been watching. Uh, you know, my number one movie of the year was Godzilla Minus One. Uh, and recently they did the Minus One Minus Color rerun of it in theaters yes. for a limited time. So I did go see that with friend of the show, X Kaita. So that was a cool experience to kick off the watcha. Got to see Godzilla for the third time in theaters. Uh, the black and white was very cool. Some scenes more scary, but I think color is the better way to watch it because of his blue mm. laser breath. But it was very cool because before I watched it that evening in the afternoon, I watched the original 1954 and did like mm. kind of a black and white double feature. Oh, so, dope, yeah. dog. Yeah, wow. we, we Godzilla it up. And there were some more references to the original that I didn't notice the first two times. So that was cool. Like, I think they have the same motorcycle as the main character in minus mm. one in the original so there's like little nods like that but they're very different films plot wise you know and also My... i was just gonna say mm -hmm. godzilla minus color being or minus one being a period piece it kind of takes place in the same time period as well so it's yeah i felt yeah. like i could see those characters kind of working on their they're just on another side of the city during the original almost it's like they they're almost could be happening in parallel if not for the climaxes but yeah right very cool Mike, what's going on with that freaky little lizard on the island? I think about him quite a bit. The version of him that they see that is not the radiated yet version. Yeah. Just the T-Rex, you know, freaky deaky little boy. What's going yeah. on with him? It's Kazuki. What's he doing there? <laughs> this is Kazuki. Um, I think so. This, that was just a native creature, like just a legendary. There, There is a weird monster creature that lives on Odo Island. Um, the locals call it Godzilla, and it's just a thing. And, you know, it's directly explained that, like, that gets radiated by the Bikini Atoll testing, like, thus America creating Godzilla that attacks right. Japan. But right. maybe it's a metaphor. That's in that, the like, original? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, in the original, I've never seen just, the, uh, I've never seen the original Godzilla. They just have the tests happening and then Godzilla's going on. But they, yeah, it is no Odo freaky Island. little, like, 
free version of Captain America, Steve Rogers running around. No, like it is Captain like that. Was. Just like a yeah. skinny little lizard. It's hey, like a better you? version of Ferris Bueller's Godzilla, though. Like in look, it's almost similar in posture to that one. Yeah. So it's like they took a run at that and just did it better. Um, Weird. Uh, yeah. Metaphorically, Weird. maybe it's like we had monsters already to deal with in this country, but we that we were working on, but America did the nuke. Like, I don't know if there's a metaphor Fuck with it already more. existing, and then this is a bigger problem now. I don't know, but, um, you know. Um, liked it. Um, and then on top of that, I guess, just a lot of Godzilla happening because I finally watched the Apple TV Plus Monarch oh, Legacy shit, of Monsters dog. with Kurt and wow. Wyatt Russell playing the same character. The Russell Boys. The Russell, Russell Boys. Boys. Father, Father and Son. And son. Playing the same character, different time periods. I do like that. Big Wyatt wrestlers. Russell doesn't look that much like Kurt Russell. Well, he looks like his mother's Goldie Hawn, Jacob. I'll give yeah. him that. <laughs> yeah. Different color hair, different like build kind of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I guess they could use makeup and whatnot to make them make it believable that they're the same character. Yeah. And I like, uh, you know, I like Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell generally, you know, play skin yeah. and Big Trouble in Little China. And then I think as bad-ish as Falcon and the Winter Soldier was, I liked U.S. Agent yeah. a lot. Like, as a character, he's not a good character. He's not a good person, but I liked his performance. I want that character back in the MCU. Like, the, if the Thunderbolts exist, again, I'm sick of superheroes, but I really liked Wyatt Russell's performance as U.S. Yeah. Agent. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it just, uh, after seeing Godzilla minus color, minus one and all that, the MonsterVerse really is sad. Like in comparison, like it's inferior to right. Japanese so, Godzilla now. TV budget, obviously Apple TV. Um, mm-hmm. Are you seeing monsters? Do you see Godzilla? There's ten episodes. You see Godzilla maybe three times, and it's okay. They're the monsters are being spared. There's not. You see different monsters, but there's not like a monster every episode. It's it's not. It's not great shakes, I would say. Like, honestly, I watched all 10 episodes and it's it's fine. It kind of takes place in between 2014 and the 2017 King of Monsters, I guess. Um, oh, got to tie those beloved movies together. Yeah. Of course. And it flashbacks like, more to the um, Kong Skull, Skull Island, Island era stuff. Yeah. Like the 70s. Yeah. So it's about like the formation of Monarch and then like. Kurt Russell's still doing hijinks because he was one of the people who created Monarch. He was like the U.S. military guy who was protecting the scientists who were starting Monarch. So he was with them in the 70s. And then now he's like doing stuff in the present day with it. And it's like, you know, it's a little it's interesting, but not good. Like, like, if you like Godzilla stuff, but I just uh, I don't know. I'm kind of mid on it. But I do like the actress. I can't remember her name, but she plays Keiko, who started monarch there's like a whole time travel thing where if you're in the hollow earth time passes slower for you so like you could be uh, down there for what felt like 50 days well, but it's been 30 I years i was gonna literally say so you're saying this ties together so wyatt russell would be like you know what like 30 and this is the 50s i would imagine so wouldn't he be like yeah. in like wouldn't he also be like 100 years old now yeah he's like <laughs> yeah there's again it's a little timey if you go into the hollow earth time passes slower for you so he was right. down there for a little bit so he's not as old as he should be you know okay uh, a fascinating mythology to introduce into a godzilla franchise wow 
Yeah, because you know they have the Hollow Earth with the King Kong Godzilla movie introduced, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. this is about them discovering yeah. that, and like apparently the Titans just travel through portals and stuff. It's very silly, and it makes me not like the legendary Godzilla universe that much. Well, but, going off the new trailer, it looks like I mean, it looks like they're continuing that mythology. Uh, oh, hundred percent you know, with King Kong versus Godzilla or whatever the new one's called. X. I X. do think there's an inconsistency though with you know. Godzilla versus King Kong because you know Skarsgård and them go down there for a bit but the rest of the world doesn't age rapidly when they come right. back out so I think they fucked well, maybe themselves. they weren't down there long enough I, you could be down there for like like two minutes they were down there for one like like 10 hours and it was two years right. or something so what? Well, look I only have yeah. one question <laughs> well one person the, was there the... for 60 days and 30 years had passed so that's the, the scale we're dealing with yeah. It's like dog years. I only have one question that I need the, the show to address, yes. uh, and that is, what's Millie Bobby Brown up to? What's she doing these uh, days? Doesn't exist in it. <laughs> yep. Well, no, but here's the My greatest thing character. about this. You just get Lisa yeah. to get to see Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell create the company that allows Kyle Chandler to work at, which lets Millie Bobby Brown get involved right, with all right. this. So that's what we really... I believe for. I referred to him in one episode we did, maybe the King of Monsters, as uh, Godzilla's Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This role is very strange. Put on, yeah. shine the Godzilla signal. We need Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get him yeah. out of here. That is, uh, it's, it's just, they introduce a lot of characters that then aren't in the movies. So it's like this connective tissue doesn't need to exist. I don't know. It's the workaholics yeah. guys in it, Anders Home. Yeah. Think, right? He's yeah. one of the, I think he's playing he's in the, 50s. the uh the John Goodman, I believe, character from Skull Island, his the younger version, I think is that, him or that is else. incorrect. Oh, oh okay. John Goodman's character throws some secret tapes into the ocean when he's gonna die on Skull Island or something. He's like, I gotta got this footage out, do something right. And then that's a separate character. Wow. Um he's he's with Wyatt Russell and Keiko and they're creating like the I just know they're, that they're yeah, the early there's studies. a younger version of that character or something in the right. show. I haven't seen it though, so you know. More yeah. Anyway, that's. I think I've talked too much about it. Uh, but that's all I've been watching. Godzilla For sure stuff. You don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about it. Though. I mean, I'll it's answer like them, but I don't want to. Interesting, you know. Yeah. It's just a I mean, bummer. It's not good, dog. Well, after, it, it's so hard after minus one to like look at any Godzilla media and be like, yeah, like it's all right. mid. And that includes like other Japanese Godzilla movies, like even uh, Shin, Shin Godzilla. Godzilla. It's good, but it's like not nearly as good as Minus One. So it's an uphill battle. But I guess when we see Donkey Kong and Bowser Adventures this year, you know, we'll probably yeah. cover that. I'll force you guys to go watch Godzilla X Kong. In, there's Shin Kamen Rider too. Um, mm -hmm. If you guys That's could right. shin something, what would you shin? I guess I would shin One Piece. <laughs> Ah, Maybe like I gross, right? Well, <laughs> shit also just means new or whatever. So, update. oh, yeah. does it? I thought it meant Sorry. like fucked up. <laughs> well, you know, many well, that's reasons. what Hidekiano has been doing. He's just been doing yeah. all these shin versions of old, like Toho. Fucking shinned it. Look at this shit. I fucking shinned it. Dog. Shin some ramen, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm, um, shin ramen. Should, Jacob, would... somebody should shin Evangelion. And like give Whoa. him a taste of his own medicine. And he'd be like, oh. Yeah. Well, if anyone tried Shin, to make Shinji. a live action, the fans would either revolt or yeah. yeah, it would be very polar. Nekiano with a gun would show up like at the studio and just start firing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Right. That right. would be crazy. I would do um 
message from Space War, the, the show that I was watching with uh, um, Scorpion in it. Sorry. Mm. You said it was kind of Star Wars-y? Is it's that how you described totally it? Totally a Star Wars, like, rip-off, like, but serialized to be a television show. But it's, yeah, it's it's... Oh. They got a Obi Wan. They got a Chewbacca. That's a monkey that smokes not cigars. Be, probably not as good as Rebel Moon. Uh, um, probably honestly, Shin it's Rebel Moon. Better. Shin Rebel Moon. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Shin Rebel Moon. Um, speaking of Shin King Kong, Japanese uh, artists. Yeah. Did anyone see the trailer, the gameplay tra- or the not the gameplay trailer, but the trailer for Death Stranding Two? No, I I heard that it's bizarre. Yeah, is it wild? You guys got to check it out. I was almost shared it in our, oh, our Normies chat the other day, but I forgot. But um, check it out on YouTube. There's some real crazy stuff. I mean, no one's doing it like my guy Kojima, right? It's there's the second one, ever strand type game. Already. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I invented it. <laughs> yeah. No, there's it just he, he just wants he's just, you know, scanning all these actors that he likes uh, into his game with the, mm-hmm. the scanning technology. Um, but you got to check it out. It's pretty it's in pretty this cool. one. Who has been scanned? Uh, it's still Norman Reedus, right? Norman Reedus is the main character, yeah. Drinking that monster. Uh, Leia Sabu. Yeah. Leia yeah. thank you. Yeah, um, what's his name? The director of uh, Mad Max is in it. George Miller? George Miller, George Miller. <laughs> yeah. He's just scanning all his Kojima all does his have good taste, friends. though. Yeah. Sure. Well, now Del I wanna... Toro was in the last one. Yeah. He just likes big, fat, yeah. weird <laughs> Right. I need but to there's play like a, there's like a mm-hmm. talking puppet that's like moving in half frames to everyone else. It's very strange. Oh. And then there's a villain with a that's like a crazy crow looking glam rocker that has like a, a guitar that shoots like is it uh, like David Bowie inspired? Yeah, because Kojima like loves David makeup. Bowie. Right. Ah, I see. Oh, like the movie like the Crow. The Crow. Yeah. Like Brendan Lee's The Crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so check that out. It's very funny because uh, he, he has a very scary mask and he takes his mask off and he's got like the crow makeup underneath. Heck yeah. Um, you got to check it out. It's like a nine it's minute It's the wrestler sting. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> yep, yep. Anyway, shout out to uh, Hideo Kojima. Crazy guy that I love. One day he'll get to direct a movie, you think. Eventually yeah. they'll just let him, you know. Let him do the Evangelion live action. I dare you. Right. Well, now, isn't there all this speculation? Because there was the announcement at the Game Awards, Jordan Peele is directing a film of his. It, could it be Death Stranding? Is that is Jordan Peele doing the Death Stranding movie? Hmm. I wonder I if it's like a separate that. project. He, he, I wonder if it even needs a movie because the, like I said, the, the, the they're just actors, actors. Yeah, they're people. all real. Mads exactly Mikkelsen like is yeah. the villain of the first one or whatever. And right? he's the sorrow in Metal Gear Solid 3. Like, yeah yeah and with the amount of cutscenes and stuff like it's basically is a movie Uh, play but um uh shout out metal gear is the Fortnite thing right now right so he's he's having a good time yeah metal yeah solid snake is in Fortnite. i almost got the old snake alternate skin um i know they were going to make a metal gear solid movie a while back it was that jordan vote roberts was attached to Fong island yeah yeah right well, i don't know what's that. happening with that but he put out this thing where he, he was like look fans i know you know this is very important to you i'm a true fan going way back so like i'm gonna do it right and everything i don't know how that was like maybe a couple of years ago so i'm not sure what's going on with that project but. it's tricky because like even like the original metal gear solid right like they redid that on the GameCube and it had super sick cutscenes and it's like it's already kind of there. And all yeah. the other ones have like like Metal Gear 4 had like nine hours of cutscenes. It's like it's right. already got cinema, but 
Um, it does tie in because it would be a good movie or one of the, or do the original, like the NES ones, like make that into a movie, the original mission where he fights Gray Fox and Zanzibar. You guys think there's any chance John Carpenter just has a stake to be like, no, you're not doing that shit. Like you ripped me off so much making snake and he's like, no, no. Uh, Or yeah, maybe he does. I don't know. I don't think that brings it full circle. Protective about, yeah. Escape from New York. I think he's just like, oh, cool video game that's based on, you know, Snake Plissken. I like. Yeah, it. again, if you're paying him, if the check magically appears, <laughs> yes, he yeah. does not give a shit. But yeah, the the Kurt Russell connection continues with the Metal Gear and Kojima. So actually, very good, right. uh, very good direction to take it, Jacob. But um, other than that, what about you? What have you been watching, Jacob? Well, speaking of <clears throat> TV shows that you maybe don't love, well, I've been watching two shows. <laughs> One that I really like and one that I don't like so much that I was hoping would be good. <laughs> mm, <laughs> um, but I'll talk about that one first because sticking on the John Carpenter uh, uh, mm-hmm. train of thought, um, have any of you guys checked out at all the new True Detective Season 4, Night Country? I have There's a new True watched... Detective. I don't know if you know about that. I haven't seen any True Detective, and I keep getting yelled at. Really? By my family members to watch wow. at least season one. Like this, well, season, season one of television. I thought season one was incredible back in the day when it first came out. I loved that show. Mm-hmm. Season two was uh, a bit more uh, polarizing. I, you know, it's very pretentious, but uh, I kind of mm-hmm. liked it anyway. Basically, the guy that makes them, Nick, Nick Pizzolatto, I just think he's very pretentious or he made the first three seasons never and saw the third season it yeah. seems to no longer be attached Jacob. i believe he has no involvement with this new season because he's, well, he's an executive producer. movie for marvel right isn't that what um, he's kind of up to right now movie that's definitely <laughs> i'm not made. sure i know he uh he has an executive producer credit on this season but he's also said on social media like oh because basically well let me talk about season four so they're kind of connecting certain things to season one in a like almost like a member berry kind of way of like oh remember mm. rust coal remember hey i love that guy. spiral symbol <laughs> hey i love and that then, symbol. Yeah. so nick pizzolato <laughs> on social media recently was like that's so stupid that's so stupid that they're doing that and he's an executive producer on this show and he's talking shit about wow it. So wow maybe yeah. not the the best guy to work with but uh <laughs> right i think right. that's kind of why hbo was like oh we're good because i think he had an idea for season four HBO was like, oh, we're good. We're going to go in a different direction, I guess. So, but this is season four, Night Country. Uh, there's been a long hiatus, right, between season three, which I never saw. Colin, mm-hmm. um, your history with True Detective, you've seen all the seasons. I, or... I'm not positive I even finished two. So mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure once it started getting pretty sour and the world was against it, I was like, oh, okay, I won't watch it. I've definitely not seen three and, and yes. have no interest in this night country. <laughs> I have I not seen – well, let me save you some time because I have not seen yeah. three. Season four I was hoping would be interesting. It's not very good. Uh-huh. And uh, this, you know, it's it's it had some interesting things going for it. So it's well, it in... stars the woman who's going to win an Academy Award this year. You keep pushing for her, Jacob. You say Jodie Foster, Jody Foster very deserving of her. Yes, her and Sissy Spacek for that Nyad movie nobody's Benning. ever heard of. Or mm-hmm. uh, yes, Annette Benning. Sorry, thank you. Um, yeah, Jodie Foster uh, is the detective, if you will, the true. Detective. Well, returning to FBI stuff. Is she FBI? I mean, it's no. like Silence of the Lambs. She's just a oh. police uh, detective. But mm. it's set in Alaska, 
in uh, night country, right? Where it goes, it's dark for like 24 hours a day for like weeks right. on end or whatever. Cool. It's in the sure. north, north of the earth. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's got, you know, it's got like the thing vibes, right? So that's why I was getting that John Carpenter cool. connection because it's, there's this um, out, the scientific outpost, these guys go missing and they end up uh, dead and they're all frozen together in this like jumbled uh, mass of bodies. And they got to figure out mm-hmm. what happened to these guys. They like walked out into the, the uh, winter night and, and everyone just died. So they're trying to piece that together. The problem is the show, the writing is just not very good. Like it had some mm. interesting things about it in the first episode, but as the, the more I watch, the more I'm like, this is like, not, this is not it. Well, Season one, what I loved about it so much is the writing. And you had these two great characters uh, you know, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, they kind of bounced off each other. They had these different personalities and they work so well together as this kind of weird buddy cop thing. Mm-hmm. This one, the writing, there's just no like poetry to it. There's no kind of, um, it's just very, very bland writing. Dang. Disappointing. Yeah. Well, when, when you say things like it's takes place in Alaska night country, these people froze to death. And they connect it to season one. You're telling me Jodie Foster turns to somebody and goes like, well, you know who would know about this? A swamp detective <laughs> named Matthew McConaughey. Well, right. It's weird because so, you know, Rust Cole played by Matthew McConaughey in the first season. He mentions his dad was like a miner in Alaska who died. Oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, they... I, no, I say no to that. Oh, See, that's Lord. what Nick Pizzolatto said. So you're, you're yes, siding with him. He's but... correct. <laughs> No, I think he is, but <laughs> it's just it's it's very cynical of HBO to be like we need to draw people in. Let's connect it with these connections that make no sense to season one, so people will be like, oh, it's all connected and stuff. Yeah, but it's just a very typical detective story. And the more I watch it, the more they keep getting sidetracked from the main mission. I'm like, solve this case. I don't care about your personal <laughs> life. Uh, Jodie Foster divorced <laughs> from Christopher Eccleston. I don't care. Like, Doctor oh, cool. Who, yeah, he's on the show. Oh, that's kind of a weird <laughs> age pairing, I think. Right? Oh, uh, they're both pretty old. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but okay. the dialogue is so bad. At one point, Jodie Foster is like talking to this scientist guy who's explaining some kind of scientific uh, concept that's not hard to understand the way he explains it, and she says. Oh, try it in English this time, nerd. I'm just like, okay, wow. show. <laughs> like that cool. was like, like it's so cliched. And then it's just like what he said was not like that technical at all. Like anyone could understand it if you, you need graduated to reset your Wi-Fi. <laughs> cool it, nerd. <laughs> try it in English, nerd. Yeah, yeah. they've consulted it just feels the like AI. They're trying to be sure. edgy with uh-huh. the amount of you know amount of f bombs they drop on the show. It's just like they're trying too hard. It seems like that's what I can say about the show. Like. I don't know. The writing is just not good. It's the mystery is not holding me. Like the first episode, I was like, okay, this is kind of like I said, the thing vibes, kind of spooky. I'm liking it. The more I see, I'm just like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm even going to finish this season. So I would not well, recommend it. Well, <sighs> before you do the show, you are in love with. Let, let me do one here because it seems so interestingly yes. and thematically tied together here. And so yours is one I want to check out. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. Perfect. Is that. I just wrapped up the latest season of Fargo, Fargo mm-hmm. season five. Do you guys have a history with this franchise at all? I've seen the first season. 
uh, I know about like every like I know there's the Chris Rock season. Uh, I think I've only seen the first season though with Billy Bob Thornton that I remember and Martin Freeman. Including right. the f- movie, this entire thing is a blind spot for me. I've not seen any Fargo. You've seen the movie. I've seen the movie. Wow, Mike, you should see the movie. It's very okay, good. Okay, okay. Well, let me just say this to, to the Nick Pazzolato of of everything Jacob just said. Noah Howley, who I think is a very interesting TV creator, the same kind of force where they were these writers, these sort of, I believe, both novelists as well, who then came at this medium now sort of through autorship where like everything you say is good about the series. It's like it was one writer. He did all these episodes or whatever, right? Now, Jacob, I think he kind of was at the same crossroads where the last season, the season five with Chris Rock was so poorly received that I think they probably had discussions of taking the show away from him like True Detective has clearly been taken away from Nick Pasolato. Well, he's working on a an Aliens TV show now or something? Well, Noah Howley works too much. That's yeah. kind of an overarching thing for him. And we will probably be discussing him later this year because, yes, I believe he has an FX uh, Alien TV show coming out this year, which is fascinating. Uh, I have my doubts about that. I mean, I will too, yes. Ridley involved. <laughs> you know, I need my guy Ridley in there, of course. It feels like <laughs> uh, Monarch. Like, this is... I, I'm, I'm getting burnt out by content. Like... And what I mean by that is like shows just coming out because something has to exist. It's almost like, you know what I mean? Like that's how Monarch felt. It's like there's no intent behind this, right? Yeah. It's interesting because the True Detective brand was dead for so long after season three that for them to bring it back, but with a, um, you know, a semicolon name where there's like Night Country to differentiate it, but then it's still True Detective. I guess is just to get people to tune in because it wouldn't stand on its own. It was just called Night Country. It was. Just they should call show. it True Detective oh, One Point Five to imply it's DLC for the first season. <laughs> I was going to oh, call God. it True Detective Minus One. <laughs> minus degrees. Well, yeah. here, here's the difference: is I loved this season of Fargo for a guy yes. who was cold on the last couple entries. This is now being universally praised as one of the best. Um, mm. As far as celebrities go, it stars Juno Temple this season, who's just coming off of a hot run on Ted Lasso. Um, and John Hamm is the villain. Hmm. When's John Hamm not good? Right. Uh, and I got to say, it's fantastic. And I'll shout out one other cast member as well. Joe Keery, our, our Steve from Stranger yeah. Things, plays a character named Gator in this, who is an alt-right sheriff, who is a men's rights, you know, sort of like goon. Oh. Incredible off casting for uh, sure. for Joe Geary. I'm very proud of him for the performance. I need to see this character. Would oh you my say gosh. John Ham is hamming it up? I'd say there's some severe slices of ham being cut this entire time. Nice. He is a guy who every time I look at him, I wonder what you guys think about him because I we're gonna talk about a franchise soon that we keep teasing that has a weird madman connection that I'm going to talk about on that episode. When uh-huh. we do it. But I was a huge Mad Men fan and watched all those live because Joe and I had cable when we moved to California mm-hmm. and it was still airing. So I would just tape them and I would just like burn through that series at the time when that was peak TV. So I love yeah. the guy, but he kind of only works for me when he's a weird bad guy, like in that and in baby driver. And in this season of Fargo. Uh, Otherwise, he's never really connected that much with Matt. And even like the comedy the stuff. Fast Fletch. 
he was good in uh he was in a new fletch movie hmm. uh yeah, I'm not a know. Fletch guy. I, I've no? never seen a certain uh, Mike. I'm a Fargo to your mm-hmm. Fletch or Fletch to your Fargo. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, it was just the uh, the uh, what's his name was Fletch in two movies, and then they brought it back with John Hamm. Um, but I love uh, it, Chevy Chevy Chase. That's right. Mm. Um, but yeah, Fargo. I mean, I love the movie Coen Brothers. Uh, I like the first season. Never got into the other seasons. At some point, there was just too much seasons. There were so many shows yeah. that I was like. Uh, I'll get to this one day, but never, never picked it up. But maybe I'll drop True Detective and pick up Fargo instead. Because yeah, you yeah, really yeah. do. You don't have to do those seasons in order because they're all different stories and different times. No, you don't have like, to. But mm. and you know, and you look at those other Hulu anthology series, and Noah Halley's in that business. He's got a million of them. But you look at like, like, like Jacob. Why is it that when I see like John Hamm sign up for like? The new season of Fargo, I'm like, good, that's a good choice. Or like when a celebrity does that, I'm like, that's excellent. But when anybody does a Ryan Murphy thing lately, I'm like, Naomi Watts, what are you doing? Like you're ruining your career. Right. <laughs> it's a creator on the same network who's operating at the same budget. And it still it like discourages me when I see people mm, work with geez. that guy. Yeah, uh-huh. Ryan Murphy, very hit or miss. More definitely more miss lately. I haven't seen American Horror Story in a few years. No, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately, that's right up our alley. So, but right. that's that's a lot like Jodie Foster coming back. To, you know, doing t- TV that's for the first just... time in like forty years, and she signs up for this True Detective spinoff, basically, which is just not not it. At any know. point, you could just put on Silence of the Lambs and watch her do a different mystery, <laughs> more yeah, execute I mean, it better. Yep. Yeah. Are in the best movie of all time. Mike. Yeah, You're like oh, seriously, great. right? Water I mean, they're trying to make this mysterious of like who's drawing this, who drew this spiral on these dead bodies or whatever. I don't know. I don't like the tying into the first season. Yeah, that's very <laughs> no. And they're trying to fruit. they're build on the supernatural stuff because there was some supernatural elements of the first season with uh, yellow king and all that mm. stuff. Yeah, Arcosa, which yeah. Oh my god, which, Mike. I would recommend just watching that first season, just as a yeah. standalone season of TV. It's so good. I mean, that was the that was the reconnaissance era when he was just mm-hmm. really killing it in movies and TV, and people were like, "This guy is fucking everywhere." That right guy, now. that guy got canceled. Jacob, what's his name? The fucking Magic James Con? Bond director? No. Oh. No. <laughs> well, there's carried. Kerry Fukunaga, Fukunawa the, directed the Kerry first season. Doji Fukunaga. He and got him canceled? and Pizzolatto had a, I don't know if he got canceled. I think he, I th- they just had a think, falling out and he didn't come I back. I think Kerry Fukunaga was maybe molesting some underage girls. I, I, I don't know. I'm pretty don't sure know. something bad happened to that guy. So what a, sure. you know, fuck, fuck you, dude. Yeah. What do you do? Um, but yeah, I don't know this, but season one, really good. And they had that, that one episode with that long, one take camera shot that was incredible and you just had um i mean it made Fukunaga's career yeah 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 and then the second season was pizzolato saying like oh i didn't need that Fukunaga guy like i'm i'm just all I'm a me writer. this time and we're like this it's show like, sucks and he was like Vince what and colin farrell was my favorite part huh? of that second season but uh yeah, oh, it was, no it way, was dude. weird it was just monologues Red all ward time. in those dream sequences <laughs> talk that's where yeah. i'm like existing i'm like bring me back to tremors mike <laughs> Oh man, that's that's this. Um, didn't they do Tremors TV show? <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think Kevin Bacon's ever let that be released. Actually, I think they made it, and he was like, "Ooh, you know what? We blew it. Let's not show this to anybody." 
Sure. We need more Tremors content in the world. That's what's been wrong. <laughs> Not enough theatrical release yeah. Tremors projects. They should do a spin-off TV show. That's that'll be great, I'm sure. Well, tell us what is the positive thing you've been yeah. watching. That yes. Chick? We've been talking Fargo, True Detective, Monarch. Forget all these shows, okay? Yeah. I've been watching this show. Uh <laughs> This show that I love is called The Curse. Oh, uh, Juon. Yes, the Juon television spin. Yes, Juwan of course. Curse. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, this is on uh, It's on Showtime, which I watched through Paramount+. Plus. I got the, a month-long trial just to watch this show, basically. And uh, this is uh, Nathan Fielder, Benny Safdie, and Emma Stone teaming up to do this TV show. You know, Emma Stone... Oscar nominated right now for poor things. Really what she should be nominated for is her performance in this show, the curse. Mm -hmm. uh, she should win an Oscar for a TV show. Um, no but <laughs> no, but um, Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie co-created this show. So it's got, so Nathan Fielder, it's got his thing, his Nathan Fielder thing, plus the Safdie bros thing combining mm -hmm. in an interesting way that I think really works for this show. You are and, a um, noted Uncut Gem Safety Brothers fan. Are you yes, a Nathan love For You Gem. fan? You know, the, I like Nathan For group. You and then his, that show that he did last year, the, the audition or whatever it was called. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Right. I, I am a Nathan fan. Nathan of... was a very interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's behind I Dumb Starbucks. His... I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Watched that's that right. Show. Yeah, he does a lot of like crazy social experiment type things, but not in like an annoying way, but in a very his own way where he just has this deadpan sort of style that really works for the show. So this show uh, stars those three people. So it's it's Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone as this like rich millennial couple who are like making these eco friendly homes. Um, and mm -hmm. then Benny Safdie is also in it and he plays basically they're making a like an HGTV type reality show about their lives. And so he's like the reality producer guy who's making a show about them. Um, but it just mm -hmm. has this, this, this tone to it. And this, like, there's so much going on in the frame that like something just feels off. A lot of times it's almost like Lynchian. I want to say like, like, yeah. like uh, twin peaks kind of where you just have mm -hmm. this sense of like dread or something wrong as it's going on. It's very, it's hard to even describe why I like it, but it's like, it's this weird, it's like satire mixed with like dark comedy mixed with, um, I don't even know what, but it's, 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 it's just hard to describe the tone of this. But once you see it, you'll be like, Oh man, that's so crazy. The whole thing is scripted. Like this is just a straight up. Yes. It's, it's, a scripted it's not show my question. Pranking people like Nathan. Free no, style. no, it's, it's a totally scripted show, okay. but it's combining, Nathan Fielder's kind of comedy sensibilities with yeah. the Safdie sensibilities. My favorite Emma Jedi, Stone, rest in peace. Yes. And Benny Safdie as an actor, he's got a lot of range, actually. He was in Oppenheimer, if you remember. He it's played that, what like, a year European guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in um, Mother Margaret May. What, what is that? Oh, yeah. Martha Mercy May Marlene. Yes. No, 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 Margaret, no. do you hear me? It's me, God, it's Margaret, or whatever. No, the I didn't see called. that. Like, he was a in normal uh, dad in that. Oh, he was <laughs> nice. in Licorice Pizza. Yeah. He was in uh, a good time, obviously, a Safety Brothers movie. But he's got crazy range because if you see him in Oppenheimer and then you see him in this, like, it's a totally different character, which is like, yeah. Interesting. But, um, 
and he plays like this sleazy reality TV guy, but you just kind of have to watch it to understand why I like it, I guess, because I can't really describe it to you, but it's just the, the, the cinematography is great. Um, just everything about it, like the music, it all comes together like a Twin Peaks type of show where it's like these seemingly normal occurrences, but there's just something off about them. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of very subtly satirizing like millennials, kind of just mm-hmm. these rich millennials who have rich parents who are landlords who are like sort of taking advantage of like disadvantaged people. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's subtle, but there's just a lot going on that I really recommend i'm a fan of the fielder style i like emma stone you know so this is something that's been on my radar i just um i've been watching godzilla too many times absolutely and it's a bit of a slow burn but it's just it's just very interesting and emma stone like i said she's incredible in this like i always thought she was a good actress but i thought this is one of her best performances Mm -hmm. that i've seen in the last several years so i think it's like when you think about like us being in high school seeing her in super bad i'm sure like me you guys immediately fell in love with her and you watched her like early comedy career and i guess she does the spider-man stuff but i just always wonder like she does so much experimental stuff now how does she survive i mean i guess just off of the paychecks of well, yeah, she's got the Spider Man residuals. Well, you do a La La Land that helps. La La Land, yeah, 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 yeah. With Ken, yeah, she makes a lot of interesting choices with her roles. I mean, she's worked with Yorgos Lanthimos now a couple times with The Favorite and Poor Things, and she's doing all this sort of experimental type stuff. And then this very experimental TV show, which I don't imagine has a huge audience, but no. uh, it's kind of a cult hit where people just like, obviously people that loved uncut gems are watching. Did you, it kind of did you see Jacob Christopher Nolan's been leading a bunch of Q and A's saying it's his favorite TV show he's ever seen. Oh, sure. I could see. Wow. That. Yeah. That's no, high I'm, praise. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. I've been meaning to watch it. I just, I thought it was going to be the formula of kind of regular people interacting with Nathan thing. Oh, yeah. No, I guess I figured scripted. he'd just be tricking poor families into like, <laughs> badly built houses okay yeah. i guess i didn't really that's kind of what well, that's it what his trailers are right but right. I, but you know yeah you're just like oh now that no it's scripted it's like oh okay this is actually i like the concept of seeing what he's done doing in the constraint of yeah like, no yeah, yeah is he a good actor yeah like he's his, being he's doing his nathan fielder thing but it, in a way that like a different he's playing this like sociopath character who's like doesn't understand <laughs> I mean, he, he might human be, emotions. Might be yeah. well i don't you're not selling me on very different from nathan fielder <laughs> no he's basically playing himself just like a darker version of himself right um, okay Fascinating. he's drawing on what already works for him and then the safety <laughs> brothers you know i've talked about you know how much i love uncut gems and good time mm-hmm. they're now like the Cohen brothers, they have separated creatively. They are not right. making movies together. Josh and Benny Safty. Something I predicted thing. years ago because mm. Benny was getting too many acting jobs. Dog. Mm. Benny really seems you. like they will the, never uh, make another movie again. Yeah, yeah, he really seems like the more prolific one, I guess. Uh, which Josh Safty does have a producer credit on this as well, but I just know they're not working creatively anymore. They're not making movies together. What, so which one of them just announced that they're going to just like save The Rock's career? Wh- who, which one of them is making know. a movie with Dwayne Johnson? Uh, is it I Benny probably? Okay. Probably, That's, yeah. The Rock. I know they were wor- they were working on another project with Adam Sandler that they were trying to get off the ground. That maybe I think they're going to do an MMA movie. And I think mm. Dwayne's the star. Oh, I hate that. 
he just came back and took Cody Rhodes' spot in WrestleMania just because he was All bored. Right. Yeah, he's just like, I'm oh. going to fight Roman Reigns now. It's like, okay. Well, I would say he's probably trying to take the spotlight off of some other stuff happening in the wrestling world right now, Mike. <laughs> oh, well, oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, maybe um, I don't even want to open that can of worms. You need to bring John Cena back, too. Burn them all. Really. Um, yeah. But yeah. But, uh, the Curse, check it out. It's kind of hard to watch, if, obviously, if you don't have Showtime. But um, I got, like, like I said, I got a month of Showtime through Paramount Plus because it also gives me access to all these A24 movies that I've been watching that I never had a chance to hey, see on stream. since so. we share that, you're very gracious. Thank you so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that mean I can watch Yellow Jackets finally for this month? I should fucking... I think so, yeah. Burn through that. Okay. Yeah, um, Yeah, nice. I think that's a Showtime. Yeah, yeah, The Curse. And I haven't even finished the season yet. It's all out, though. There's 10 episodes. I'm just catching up on it slowly, but... Yeah. It does get it gets pretty crazy. So no, I'm, and it's got the uh, I'm the captain now guy too, isn't it? So, oh, who's Edmar Oxby? What is yes. his yes. name? <laughs> really? Probably. Yeah. Wow, that's great. <laughs> no, it's Edmar a, Ackby, I think. Right? I just rewatched um, Blade Runner 2049 like three times recently. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, he plays like a pirate in that too, right? He's <laughs> like a guy who's like, I this thing's made of wood. I can get you a real horse. It's like I don't need a real horse. It's like I get oh, you that's one. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Unfortunately, right. he, he identifies had a ton of. I mean, Oscar nominated for his role in that, obviously, but has not had a ton of roles since then, just because he's not a typical, uh, you know, as far as looks and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading well, man I mean, yeah, Simoleon parts have been written. You have yeah. to wonder, right? But he could play. He's got a unique look. Things. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a um, unique look, but Oscar nominated, so good for him. Yep. Um, that reminds Anyways, me too. Yeah, I uh, also watched um, the Peripheral just briefly. The, oh, the yes. cyberpunk thing, and I really enjoyed that. And that has an interesting kind of time. Interesting. That is a show that I've just basically made fun of, not knowing anything about it, but just jokingly right. said, "Are you watching the Peripheral on Amazon Prime a lot?" Well, then when I so, found out it's William Gibson, you know, yes. based on a William Gibson work, I was like, okay. And uh, it's actually pretty interesting. If you like sci-fi mm. stuff, I think it's got a decent hook. There's a a thing where the character gets their Apple Pro vision, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it like through quantum tunneling, people in the future are getting her to like control an avatar robot in their present. So she's in the past to them, but with the way quantum mm. tunneling works. So there's a weird like time difference. So it's when like they she's have... jacking into the internet, she does not realize it is the future internet. You know, she figures it out. Like it's early on, they kind of put the hook in, but at first she doesn't know that it's not present day. And then it's like, so that's uh-huh. kind of the hook. It's like these people from the future need her to do something in the past. Or, you know, it's like there's this interesting back and forth and like information withholding that, you know, they know something that. They don't want her to know, but they're trying to get her to do the mission. It's kind of a neat little mystery. Um, if, if future Colin could quantum tunnel me some better 5G so that I could actually send text messages in my apartment, that would be incredible. Right. I'll, yeah. just, I'll go ahead and ask for that into the universe. It's a cool It's a cool universe that it builds because she's like, they live in like a country, like I'm Southern, you're just, I don't know much, but it's like, they got future technology, but we're just out here in the Ozark woods. Like, it's like, has this weird mix of like, not disparaging, but it's like this white trash, but future, like, it's an interesting place to put a cyberpunk character. That's not like night city or something. And then when she connects to the future London, and that's like, you get the traditional cyber stuff, but now it's hit girl whose name I'm forgetting. Chloe Chloe Grace Grace Moritz. Moritz. Thank you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, am I also wrong? Is it Jack? Is his name Jack Rayner? Is it the guy from Transformers, Mike, who shows that yes. card who says illegally I can't be dating your daughter, Mark I, I believe, yes, Jack Rayner. Uh, He's the Michael Bay card. Yes, that's him. Yes. He's the brother. He's in the military. And they have a thing, too, where, like, he's got his military buddies. I just like the technology. And, like, in the future military, you're all wired together, like, in your head. So, like, you see what they see and you can, like, identify targets. It's, like, crazy uh, sure. how they, yeah. like, work together. So there's some neat tech going on in it. So I think it's for something we did just kind of goof on. It ended up being pretty yeah. good. So that's a cool. cyber nice. wrap up. Yeah. Well, that's some good TV recommendations, right? Fargo, The Curse. Peripheral. And I would say peripheral and not stuff we didn't like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stuff we, that was mine. Yeah, but really. Yeah. I think you guys should check out the curse. I think you guys might like it. it. Is. It's just very layered and very uh, interesting. I had to remember. I had to stop watching. I never saw the final episode of the audition because that woman he was living with made me so nervous. I was oh, like, yeah. I'm done. I am out. That, that shows so wondering is he a sociopath? Yes, one hundred percent. Like when he is the kid is like starting to call him dad and shit and he has to be like okay this system like we gotta i'm like whoa, stop whoa, whoa, whoa. like <laughs> yeah i do think nathan good. fielder is like a comedic genius to a certain degree of like he's got yeah. his own thing that no one is really doing um so check and those shows out yeah you can't see through the veil like i can never tell how much of it no. is at work and how much of it is a shoot and he's very good at right. playing that and uh so yeah i'm definitely gonna watch the curse yeah um but I watch those well, other shows our... like True Detective, Dark Country or whatever, Night Country. Night Country. Those yeah, are cursed shows. Monarch is yeah. cursed. Just don't watch it. Yeah. That's All our right. TV roundup, right? Yeah. Any yeah, movies yeah. or anything that we should mention? I've been watching a variety of movies. I mean, Normie's just, I'll plug my uh, Letterboxd, of course. If you ever want to know what I've been watching, I, I log every single movie I watch on Letterboxd. I know, Colin, you do that as well. And uh, so if you ever want to check us out on Letterboxd, please do. Uh, I do that more for my you know, own autistic purposes as well, but also just to uh, just to have another thing that I commit to doing. So I'll right, say right. again, I do it for no repeats. The fact that I can, you know, sit down and be like, am I going to watch Raising Arizona again? I'm like, oh, I already watched it this year. No, I'm right. not. Fair enough. Right. Meanwhile, I'm watching like having 49 a... three times in a month. Yeah, yeah that's I do not love that movie. <laughs> I love but it. I like having a database of every movie I've ever seen mm-hmm. ranked. It's just something very satisfying again, about that. autistic about it that I like. Yeah. I made it through the full tour. timeline of film recently that they have on there and successfully identified every film I've seen. So I now have a true total of how many films I've seen in my life. I'm very happy about that. That sure. I want to do that, but it seems so daunting to begin. I need to get like a bunch of Adderall and like just sit down and like burn through it because yeah, yeah, that's a lot to start at the beginning. How many have you seen? Do you have a number? Let's pop up in the old letterbox real quick. I'm so fascinated about this. I feel like because we probably watch more movies than the average person, you know, yeah, in our I lifetimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, this also keeps me on schedule so that I, I try to watch like on average at least one movie every two days. Sometimes more where I'll just watch a movie every day. Sometimes less if i'm busy or something but i try to watch at least one movie every two days so gotcha any any new releases while he's pulling this up that are is coming out in the next couple weeks that you're looking forward to um um well i'll just say according to my letterboxd i i have 925 movies ranked since i started doing this i don't have every movie i've ever seen ranked but um, 900 
I got the number here, 4,419. Yeah. Wow. And you've been doing That's it longer incredible. than I have. And I've only, you know, I, I, every, there's probably a bunch of movies that I haven't actually ranked that I've seen. So actually ranked 1,062. That's insane, man. That's awesome. I've really, now I'm, I'm feeling like I'm falling behind. Um, <laughs> dang it. Well, um, I'll have to start doing that, but I do want to shout out one movie. You know, I think we're all going to be yeah. going rushing to the theaters February 14th Argyle. to see Agent Argyle. Well, I was going to say Madam <laughs> Webb, but uh, maybe well, Argyle. Look, it's going to be a double feature. <laughs> a double feature. It's going to yeah. be great. Yeah, I like Dua Lipa, and she it. was in the Argyle trailer, so I think that she's would get me closer. Attractive. Yes. And I like her music, too. I mean, yeah. it's tr- still true in this day and age that when you put a movie out in January and February, the audience just knows they are dog shit movies. Like can you put like, that's, like how is that still possible? Well, Someone's how is it still possible? How, how is Sony still allowed to make movies? Number one. And yeah. number two, this agent Argyle has been advertised to death. Like I've seen it everywhere, but I don't know a single person. I that's need like her to write the final to chapter. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually know the twist of it because Someone posted so on Twitter back in like Snape 2021 blanks. when the Variety was announced that they were making this movie. The spoiler of the movie is in the announcement that they're making. Oh, that's funny. Where they're like, uh, "This is uh, bit, Jessica yeah. Chastain." Is that is that the actress? Um, she stars at basically. Do you want me to spoil? I'll no, spoil I do not. Do no, not it's, it's a stranger than fiction listeners. scenario. Like, I suppose just came out. Yeah, we're all <laughs> dying to see it, Jacob. Don't spoil our guy. Right. No. <laughs> Um, but they they did we'll in 2021 however okay yeah that if you look at the good. announcement in variety it, the headline spoils it's the, movie. the cat the cat <laughs> is asian argyle yeah, yeah maybe um oh, well. no but that, sure that, that movie has a insane, bucket that looks like, like a cat stunt cast for a movie that no one's interested in like all these crazy like john cena is in it or whatever i don't know it's weird do, do, do you guys know though. the yeah. theory that just because the the book it is a book it's based on, right? I have no idea. I I think it is, but I think because the book is stars a cat or whatever, people think Taylor Swift is the ghostwriter. They think she wrote it under a pseudonym. Whoa. Oh, well, Jessica Wild. Chastain is the writer, right? Well, in the movie. Yeah. I'm saying of the actual, the actual book. Oh, they think Taylor Swift wrote is the, the book? writer of Argyle. Yeah. That's an insane opinion to have. Well, Taylor Swift is not. She, she's busy dating Travis Kelsey time, and yeah. making. Music. Yeah, I don't think she's, she's writing books. Polluting the environment. She's re-recording all of her other book. music to get it back yeah. because the music industry is terrible. Um, <laughs> sidebar: Paramore is going to be re-recording their music too uh, to get it. Oh, really? They don't have the rights to a lot of their early stuff to Haley's so version. Yes, oh, cool. Haley's version. <laughs> Correct. Speaking of Paramore, <laughs> there's other people in that band. Yeah. Uh, yes, but. Um, I, look, I'm a huge Paramore fan, actually, and I love they're they're one of the few bands that I listen to, like in my emo era in the 2000s, that I think their music is better now than it was mm-hmm. back then. Oh, because wow. they've totally changed their style. They're more of a new wavy type band now. I don't know. Um, their style really matured with them, I thought, and they and I think their last couple albums have been excellent. Um, but no, I love of Paramore, their stuff. Yeah, yeah. They so so um, stop making sense. The Talking Heads. Uh, concert film directed by uh jonathan demi um right who made right, that for sounds of the lambs yes something we said earlier yeah it's stop making sense 25th anniversary or something and so a24 did this album where all these different artists are covering these talking head songs and paramore covered uh 
burning down the house by talking heads. Oh, and so cool. I saw that recently. Right. So, you know, it all ties together, I guess. Just wanted to mention yeah, so that. I guess it's what we've been listening to sort of, but they're doing <laughs> yeah. also a, a, a bunch of collaborations, I think with other artists going to cover their songs soon for Paramore. Paramore. Well. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, all we know is falling is an old album and some of those songs, they need to be re-recorded anyway. They just, the masters yeah. aren't even good. They were just mixed poorly for like the early 2000s. Some down for, the re-recordings right. anyway i know in that's Taylor's how you get from case, argyle <laughs> yeah she, there, there's that guy scooter braun, scooter braun that owned like all head. her royalties that that people that she's a bad guy so that's why she's doing those taylor's versions to get well and now other artists are back. following to do the same thing not just to remaster but paramore doesn't own the rights to those early albums either. right so they're on the more cynical side you could say yeah. oh they're she's just remaking her songs to get to get more money because she, obviously that there she's selling them like you can't just get the album for free so right. you're paying twice for the same music but yeah but yeah i think yeah the creator of the art should have the rights to the art so fuck you scooter bro absolutely, nice. absolutely yeah um but yeah that's yeah. uh tv corner i guess yeah i guess we should, corner. you know they they had music in a video game the sims pressure was featured in the sims too so really that's what? a transition oh, to of course i just skimmed the wikipedia <laughs> but yeah, so now it's time to go uh, continue with our simulation and talk about what we've been playing right after this. We're back here on Normies Like Us, talking what you diving mm-hmm. in on what we're playing right now in the new year, 2024. Yes, in the year of our Lord, 2024. Digital uh, Lord. Digital Overlords, the AI Overlord, the year of our AI Overlord, 2024. Um, I guess, Colin, what have you been playing? Let's kick it off there. Well, I kind of put a pause on the Persona stuff because I switched over what game I'm kind of playing on mm-hmm. that. I'd, I'd hit some sort of story point where I was mm-hmm. like, oh. You can technically start all the spinoffs at this point. So that's what I'll do. That's right. But taking that pause kind of just proved to be just me being like, oh, maybe I'll just set this down for a minute because I actually have not jumped any of those spinoffs. I see. Um, And I kind of have been feeling a little listless or checklisty to just go like, well, what are some games I was close to finishing that I can go back through? So there's been a couple more rounds of just like, grabbing some fucking random Pokemon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have found my way back to the Metroid Prime remaster, nice. which I believe I said in a previous Wetcha, I didn't enjoy at all and just mm. did not grab me. That's not a game I played back in the day. Um, and mm-hmm. I I have, I have, played it all this week and literally right before we recorded this uh, Wetcha, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm feeling better about this game. And I hit the little start menu and it showed you your percentage of completed. And I was at like 30% only still. And I was like, you know what? I might not be going back to this game. I don't know. (laughs) I might be bailing on that too. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in need of a game. I played it on, uh, um, that's the 3d one in GameCube, right? Yeah. Yeah, See, I played that back in the day, so I would probably have nostalgia for it. You know, if I play the remaster, but just a lot of scanning mike it's just you walking around just fucking you're just like working a job like samus is just fucking scanning shit and i'm like can we just fucking kill some shit you're just checking things out of the grocery yes. store yeah. <laughs> fair enough have you seen the lore on this wall and i'm like yeah i have 
pretty cool lore. Yeah, I guess. Well, it Colin, be a little I mean, if you're if you're looking for a game to get into, maybe you should. Maybe it's time for old Baldur's Gate three for Colin to start. Dude, Baldur's Gate seriously, a yeah. big one like that too. I don't know. Yeah. So I do have a Persona note because recently, just like earlier this week before we recorded, they re-released Persona three reloaded. It was only That's on right. PS two, and they completely remastered it. That's the one where to unlock your powers, you shoot yourself in the head with a gun. That's right. And, and they didn't take it out of it, which I was worried that they would, but they did not show it in any of the marketing, obviously. But it's it's in the game. So they didn't wow. ruin it, which is a weird system. And the I'm not plot lie, but... of that game is that they find out that there's not 24 hours in day. There's a secret 25th hour that you can... <laughs> um, utilize if you're you know like special or blow your brains out i guess <laughs> yeah i guess so that's like uh because that's cool that, that makes so much sense like we have no time we don't have enough time for school and all this stuff i'm just gonna blow my brains out oh yep. look at this i gotta die i have oh, an no, extra no, hour <laughs> no, yeah, well, that's more good. great oh my gosh but yeah it's something like that but there's always you know the midnight channel and persona 4 and whatever some vehicle for that but i, love I don't it. know I, it's completely from the ground up remade, so it has the style of Persona Five. I assume good yes, jams, so. more friendly to those current users. It seems, mm-hmm. uh, which is genius for Atlas. Good for them. I'm sure they've made quite a bit of money lately off of a franchise that they're like, and we've got more coming. Like we're not done yet. It's crazy, kind of how how it's grown. Like it was like three was fine, like it was niche, right? Like I and then. Four was like a little bit more popular. We start getting the spinoffs there. You do gold and they had the fighting game and then five just exploded. And now they're re-releasing three. So yeah, good for good for Atlas and shout out to them being the company to first publish Demon Souls. Uh, yeah. So before Bandai Namco snatched up the global rights. Uh, anyway, that's pretty interesting. You'll finish five. I still haven't finished five, so. I will. I'll get back to it. Well, I hope I you stop to. that uh, all volleyball coach from. I stop the his... molesters. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We stop them. Yeah, it's um, great. It's a great game. <laughs> should I, I jump into what I've been? Yeah, playing? no, go for it, please, please, please. please. I can, uh, if I can tell me about your world, here. pal. I'm excited about this because normally on you know what what have we been playing? I'm like, oh, I've been playing Fortnite or I've been playing my. Mm-hmm my franchise in NFL or NBA games, very uh-huh. boring answers. Right. But uh, this week I've actually been playing two new games that I really want to shout out that I've been really enjoying both. The first one uh, I mentioned on our best of the year back in January, um, Dave, the diver, mm-hmm. which is this indie game uh, to explain a little bit about the gameplay. Basically you play a diver named Dave mm-hmm. uh, who swims around in the ocean you collect fish you shoot them with your harpoon and stuff you fight things you get sunken treasure and all that stuff and then at nighttime you come back up and you work at a sushi restaurant where you all the fish that you caught that day you make mm-hmm. this nice sushi and it's got this sort of light restaurant management sim type uh gameplay where you're serving customers at night so you do mm-hmm. you know diving during the day and then you come up and you do sushi at night uh, but I've been fucking loving this game and I played about 20 hours or so of it. It's very hmm. addicting, the the gameplay loop. Um, and what's interesting about it is they keep introducing new things throughout the game. So you think you understand the game, but then they're like, oh no, there's this whole underwater civilization of like sea people that you can do quests for. And oh. Stuff. oh, whoa. <laughs> and then they're Stop like, eating oh. our cousins. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, there's this whole 
uh, seahorse racing uh, side mini game thing where okay. you can manage a roster of seahorses and improve their stats and do different things. It's like adorable. They just keep adding elements and new gameplay uh, things throughout this game. So you never get bored because you're never doing one thing for too long. You're always moving on to something else. So you think, oh, this, you know, I understand it now. You're just swimming through the ocean and stuff, but it keeps, it keeps adding stuff. And it's just fascinating how it kind of ramps up. It's got this whole plot and world building to it that you don't think like such a indie-ish type game would have, but it's got all these characters that you grow to love and you learn their backstories and stuff. And it's just a really, really well-made game. That's great. That's great. I've heard good things about it and i have a couple other friends who've been playing it and seem to be enjoying it so oh, yeah might be one worth checking well out. yeah Dave it is Diver. your next game mike because you do know the dlc they just announced right no what did they announce crossing over with a godzilla what Dave the diver with they godzilla are. they put up they just put up a weird video that is godzilla appearing and then Dave the diver being like huh and they say coming soon so you're like well i don't That's know what crazy. that means wow yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's that's pretty wild. That's a lot of fish. Do... Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It is him. But wow. you do fight sharks and stuff, and you get you know more advanced guns and whatnot that you can fight. There's even boss fights where you're fighting like a giant squid underwater. It's just insane. Oh, well, like, that'll be biomes you yeah. go to. Yeah. yeah. He's going to fight Ibira, the giant shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you think you have the gameplay figured out, but it just keeps adding stuff. New biomes, new levels to go to new gameplay mechanics, mini games, cut scenes. Like it's, it's hmm. really, really well made. And it is all just pixel art, right? Like it's just sort of, yeah, it's like 2d side scroll, but I love that swimming in the water. It's got great water mechanics. If you're just swimming around, um, you have a, a harpoon gun that you shoot things with and you can level it up and do different customizations to it. And then at night you go, you have the sushi chef guy that you hang out with who makes you this great sushi you're always trying to get better fish to get more money from the customers at night. And they have different taste preferences. So you got to get special mix specials and stuff. And hmm. it's just, there's a lot of depth to it and, and that you wouldn't think of first seeing it. You're like, okay, it's pretty basic indie game, but then you don't realize how much depth there is to it. Yeah, I know. I'm taking a look at it. It seems pretty interesting. It's giving not the same gameplay, but like the swimming is giving me like echo the dolphin mm. vibes. This kind of chill yeah. exploration stuff, you know. Stardew you know, Echo the Dolphin, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's even a farming eventually you get to like a Stardew Valley level of like farming things. And it's just it's crazy. But um, you know, a lot of games, the water level, people never like the water level. This one, the water moving around in the water feels good, it feels natural, mm. and um yeah, just a lot of fun. No, it seems yeah, like a good chill time. I'm trying to figure out who yeah. produced it. But um, it's a Korean company, I believe. Oh, I think they're a um, subsidiary of Nexon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice so work. shout out to Dave the Diver. Check that one out. Also, another one that has uh, been in the news recently. You've probably heard of it. Um, well, Colin, you're familiar with a little game called Pokemon, right? That's right. <laughs> I've heard of it. Well, this game yeah. is like Pokemon, but better. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Or... You know, some would some would say better. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's uh, this game is called Pal World. I'm sure you guys have all heard of it. There's well, been it's some NTSC World in, over here. <laughs> That's <laughs> a very funny uh, video codec <laughs> joke that we all understand. Uh huh. Mm, um, sorry, sorry. Mm, Pal World. Yeah. Yes. 
but pal world so the pals are the pokemon of course it's knockoff pokemon but Poke the pal. gameplay yeah. is not really like a pokemon game the game basically the creators you of this give game, them guns <laughs> it's it's pokemon with guns is what it was kind of known for but really what what sold me on it is the gameplay which is more based on arc survival evolved a game that i love mm. than it is on pokemon it's a early access survival crafting game which a lot of people don't like it's one of my favorite genres of game yeah. you know yeah starting with minecraft back in the day i'm talking arc i'm talking rust i'm talking yep. valheim you played all these all games. those yeah. games that i love <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. if you can hit a tree and then hit a rock and make some tools and then make your base like i'm in and make you know? something more yeah, yeah yeah so but essentially this company this is what i call the rebel moon of video games to colin where i'm like <laughs> This this company they looked at every popular game and were like, what if we combine elements of all these popular games and make this new game? So it's got this Arc Survival Evolved gameplay. It's got these knockoff Pokemon. It's got uh, a lot of Breath of the Wild in the world and the ex- exploration. Uh, it's got Elden Ring boss fights, Souls like oh, wow. boss fights. Um, what? How? It's, <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild, Ark, Pokemon, the game. Jesus, if I can sell that to you. Yeah. Well, and That's... you kind of just said how ever evolving Dave the Diver is too. Are video games too kitchen sinky now? Hmm. No, because I think this this game is genius because it was like I really like the gameplay of Ark, where if you don't know that game, it's a survival crafting game where there's dinosaurs and all the different dinosaurs have different uses so some of them are good for fighting some of them are good for resource gathering etc etc i can fly so this company they took that idea they're like what if instead of dinosaurs it's literally pokemon and right. all the pokemon have different uses so like mm-hmm. you put them to work for you in your base so like oh the, man the fire ones are like cooking things Water no way! Spraying water on so yeah, that is the better than Pokemon. Oh, God, I love it so much. That's actually yeah. really good. So you're so you're putting all basically you're making these Pokemon your slaves and you're making them work for you, right? Um, mm-hmm. Some are chopping down trees, some are mining rocks, and so you're automating all these processes eventually. So you got all these Pokemon working for you. So that's what I really like about the gameplay loop of it all. So it's like it's it's letting you do explicitly what it. Pokemon tries to shy around the fact that you're enslaving these creatures for your own means. Like they're just like, this yes. is what it would really be. And when I was talking to Colin about this, I was like, he made a really good point that I thought was interesting. You said, I like it because it's making Pokemon be like, Oh, we need to make like different kind of games or like good games because it's filling a niche that there is no Pokemon game like no. this. Like the right. gameplay of this game the most similar you could say is that Pokemon Arceus, where you're catching Pokemon in like a open world, similar mm. to this. But this is so much like more advanced on that front of things that like there's there's nothing like this in real Pokemon. And like if, if Pokemon you made a gun, game like this, yeah. yeah, there might be like a Chansey in the background of a kitchen, like as like a set piece, but you're not actually getting to have a Charmander cook stews for you. Right. And just the open world nature of it, the putting the Pokemon to work for you. Meanwhile, you're going out catching new Pokemon. Some of the Pokemon you can ride around on. So they're mounts. Some you can fly with. Some you can use as a hang glider. And then some you can pop out and say, hey, 
get your assault rifle, go shoot those guys. Uh, yeah, that's the <laughs> so, most bizarre hey, part. Hey, get in the car, boys. We're about to do a drive-by. I'm stranded up with three Mr. Mimes, and we're fucking oh, out with blood. <laughs> Mr. Mime, well, yeah. you know, because he's not going to snitch. No, no, dog. You can't talk at all. <laughs> but this is the thing. So if the Pokemon company made a game like this that was just this game with the official licensed Pokemon, it would sell... I want to say billions of well, copies. And, <laughs> and you know that they've needs... had issues with bugs too recently. Like they haven't been shipping yeah. good code. Well, so at the time that this is released, what it's coming up against is the latest DLC for Scarlet and Violet, the, the mm-hmm. latest Pokemon version, where Mike, I kid you not, in the subreddit, people play a game called Scarlet and Violet or N64 game, where they will take a picture <laughs> of a texture in the video game oh, and man. say... What is this from? And a lot of the times, it is Scarlet and Violet, my dogs. Oh, no. Yeah, and wow. this is the most profitable IP on the planet, and they can't make good games. Like, it's so just this laziness. Our world and, needs to yeah. scare the shit out of them. Yeah. It needs absolutely. to fucking terrify them, Jacob, so that they get off their asses and go, like, oh, other gamers, like, you can just do this shit. Oh, fucking. Sh- oh, no. And that's By the, the way, this too. is a. It's an early access. It's a $30 game. $30. Oh, you pay versus... $70 now for a Pokemon game plus the, the DLC. DLC. The DLC. Plus you have to have your Pokebank account paid for or whatever. Yes. And that's yeah. truly $5 every three months that I'm throwing away, Mike. Yes. Yeah. It's insane. So you're getting way more content in this $30 game than you're getting in these mainline Pokemon games that look like shit. You can, they can say, oh, we're on the Switch, so we don't have great graphics. That's bullshit because you can make That's Breath bullshit. of the Wild on the Switch. You can yeah. make a good Pokemon game. This is the problem, I think, is it's Game Freak, right? Like Nintendo proper, like they're pretty serious about their main IPs and making them good. That's why you get a Breath yeah. of the Wild or like a Mario Odyssey or right. whatever. But yeah, game Mario Freak, and Zelda, they have very high bar of quality for those yeah, games. Yeah, they're not like we look at it as a big Nintendo franchise, but it's not first party. So Game Freak's just half ass in it seems like and there's no reason for it because exactly. like I said, it's the most profitable ip in the world there's no excuse not it's to make spitting in the face of the fans i say you're right jacob play pal world everybody yeah but it's like the the whole madden thing where it's like they have no there's no reason to change because people no buy that garbage anyways yeah yes. but now so as long as keep people keep buying the new pokemon game every time they're not they're never gonna improve but now but, at least there's yeah, competition because, uh, you know, NFL, only one person can have the license. But with right. this type of game. That's why you make these pals. They're not Pokemon. They're pals. They're now, litigious-wise, <laughs> Jacob, yes. I, obviously so many people got to Nintendo and were like, have you seen this fucking thing? All these, you know, very mm-hmm. um, yes. upset they put out, fans. Yes. They put out a statement that was basically like, we're aware of it. We're keeping an eye on it. Now, we're looking into it. I don't think they're going to do anything because there's okay. it's, there's nothing. There's been a lot of debate of like, are these plagiarized? Um, and you're talking about what? Where's the line in plagiarism? The character you can make these knockoffs. Some people are saying, oh, well, they stole direct character models where they're lining up the wireframes and saying these are too close to each other. This is there's obviously no plagiarism. way. If they had done yeah. that, that game wouldn't survive two seconds on no. the game right. store. You well, would, the thing you is, find they would the have been sued before it yes. came out. True. So that's yes. why I think they're 100%. not going to do anything about it. Um, and there's also wow. this other controversy where people, based on nothing, were saying that they used AI generation in this game. There's zero proof of that, but for some reason, that that's a rumor that got started. 
you could yeah. not make this game with AI. I don't understand that. Make the the monsters. Characters, I, I guess. guess so. Yeah, but it's okay. like I don't know. It's it. It just seemed like someone made it up, and then that got passed around on the internet, and people thought it was legit. But there's absolutely zero proof of any AI in this game. So it is what I'm it is. Not to defend it. it too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great game. Like, super pro. Yeah. Not for yeah. the AI legends. I'm saying I'm no. all for this game existing as a competitor yeah. to Pokemon. And it has and again, for a $30 early access game, it's it r- runs remarkably well. I haven't really had any bugs. Um, like it's it runs like a dream. I'm just so you surprised. You said you're PC. Yeah, I'm on PC. But even mm-hmm. compared to Ark back in the day, where I had a lot of problems even getting that to run a lot of the times, yeah, um, this game runs so smoothly. I cannot believe it. And obviously, you can play co-op with your friends online. You can play single player. Um, there's going to be PvP and you know PVE and everything eventually once they add. It's still an early access, so they still have a lot of things to yeah. add. But the basic core uh, loop is fun. You know, things are there. And you can see that it's, is this, it's already very polished. Is this one where you're able to catch the human beings too in the world? Have I seen that? You can catch the humans, yeah. With I saw somebody catch what? a human and then sell it for 500 bucks. The humans worth 500. No, you cannot. Points. No, you, you can. cannot. You can sell your people. extra Pokemon or you can put them in this machine that'll combine a bunch of low level Pokemon and make a higher level. Which Pokemon is a persona account. mechanic, you know? Yeah. Master. But, Please don't put us <laughs> in the machine, master. Is it balls, Jacob? You're catching him in it's balls. Ball, pal spheres, they're called. Yeah. Of course, I love it. <laughs> pal spheres, not book of balls. Pal spheres. No, pal spheres. You know what? We that need to start calling Pokemon pals. <laughs> yeah, but it's great, and it really, honestly, the the makers of Ark Survival Evolved have more of a case of. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Stole this from us because it literally is like. And even Elden Ring, like you remember the the Ever Jails mm. or whatever in Elden Ring, yeah. Sure. Literally the same asset is in. So I don't know how they got away with that. The what? circular like thing with That's the wild, yeah. Um, to fight bosses, yeah. So I'm not sure how they got away with that, but if you look at it, I mean, the Breath of the Wild, the the environment is so Breath of the Wild. You're you're you can hang glide. Um, oh wow! But they I'm did out here catching Ever Pokemon. Jail. Yeah. And I'm catching like like I get a I get my meowth or my off brand meowth who can yeah, like improve my inventory space. <laughs> and I'm like I found this one that has mine foreman as a special thing, so it's like extra good. So this is my mining cat that I just bring everywhere when I want to go mine stuff because it gives me extra inventory space. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jacob, um, let's get to work here. <laughs> but I love it. There's a Hold Pokemon on. I just or there's a pal that I just caught called Digtoys. <laughs> oh my god! A turtle, a giant turtle. Like Blastoise, but it's brown and it's used for like it's, digging minerals and stuff. And it's called dirty water instead of <laughs> yeah, clean yeah. water. Uh, yeah, it's groundwater. It's Michigan. Sorry, water. that's my waste. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's a fascinating game, though. And I mean, again, if if Pokemon had a, a game with these gameplay mechanics with licensed Pokemon, it would sell. It would be the highest selling game of all time. Because this is like Fortnite. I mean, this is, it's so, it just sounds like you're capable of doing so much inside the world and like it will be worked on and tweaked and, you know, just upgraded consistently that you could just see it, yeah, being played forever. And if Pokemon had something like that, you wouldn't then buy the next dumbass piece of shit game where they go, but the mouse is pink in this one. Right. Yeah. Yeah, If there's an official Pokemon version, people would buy that, of course, because they love 
they want the nostalgia of the original Pokemon and everything. But for me, I don't have that sentimental attachment really to Pokemon. So I'm like, these off-brand motherfuckers, I don't care. Like these guys Speak are my tracks. pals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I love. This I love Pikachu. It's a little kangaroo. I don't know, like something like that. Yeah, yeah. Pikachu. That's what I wanted. Pick up your minigun. <laughs> yeah. Pick up your saw rifle and let's go. Let's go. It's funny though that like the whole Pokemon with guns thing. It's a little overblown because you can't even get guns like at first. Like you have to work your way up to iron and and gunpowder oh, and guns. And oh, so you're starting gosh. with bows and arrows and spears and stuff. You know, so guns are a mid game thing uh, to end game. Why has gotcha. this happened to you? Who has taken you to the PAL dimension? <laughs> punished you? To, I don't know. We to, start on this island. Again, it's very Ark Survival Evolved. If you've ever played that game, it's very, very similar. Where you wake up yeah. on a beach, there's these Pokemon looking at you, and, they, and they're like, all right, go build a base, go catch some Pokemon, and work your way up, uh, fight some bosses, and um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Especially Man. for someone like me who loves those kind of games. If you don't like that kind of game, it might not be for you. Um, there's no story really to speak of. There's like audio logs that you can collect around the world that like give some world building, but I don't really care about that. I'm just crafting and mining and that's what I like to do. So you're kind yeah. of selling me on it. Um, <laughs> I'm in. I'd yeah, love yeah, to actually. play with some friends because you can share your server code and you can all be on the same build a base island together. So yeah. we could yeah. ditch minecraft server just be pal palling around pal world yeah i mean this is something i always wanted to do with arc where i mean arc is just like this with dinosaurs right i always wanted some friends to play arc with but it's not a lot of my friends don't have the same kind of interest when it comes to games but uh yeah if i can get some friends in on pal world i would love that that's the animal animal slavery is what's really drawn me i'm I'm (laughs) ready to have some forcing these pokemon for you to work for you yeah and they do get like they lose sanity over time as they work oh my god this is these are oppressive working conditions they have to lose sanity (laughs) so you need to not give them a gun and they'll go persona three yeah you gotta keep them happy because they won't. They'll be unhappy and then they'll stop. Hey, you guys saw that water fountain I put in, right? <laughs> keep it no, up. My greatest yeah. fantasy, you know, and this is to build up a great workforce. We're going to have the greatest quarterly income ever, and then I'm just going to fire everybody and give yes. myself a bonus. Like I need yes. to see what that feels like. Right. It must be great. Yeah. I'm going to open a Palmazon warehouse. And we'll give them a pizza party when they do a good job. No raises. You're just going out. You're catching no new pals, putting them to work at your base, leveling up. I mean, the gameplay yeah. loop is very addicting. I've played, I want to say like four, like 40 hours now just because oh, wow. I've been so obsessed ever since I got it. I've been, no kidding. It's been detrimental to my, my health and my sleep schedule mm-hmm. a little bit because I've just mm-hmm. been addicted to it and playing it at night, which is never mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And I knew that was going to happen before I bought the game, but then I bought it anyway. And I said, I'm probably going to end up fucking up my sleep schedule. That's what this style does to you. It seems like every time one of these comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Power World. Yeah. Yeah. I was not on board until after you mentioned this. So there you go. Because all the media stories are like either A, about the plagiarism thing, or B, just calling it Pokemon with guns. A lot of people aren't really talking about the gameplay of it. And what's what, what i wasn't I like sure about, about. Yeah, yeah 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 interesting so okay because i am kind of in between games here to jump in um i just finished the cyberpunk 2077 dlc the phantom liberty oh. with edris elba uh it was very good nice. there's like a couple endings so i'm working through the ones that i haven't done for that dlc yet but um 
the first playthrough was really, really good. Good story. It's like good, you know, six, seven hours of extra content. This is timeline-wise post how 2077 ends? So this is takes place... Um, concurrently. Concurrently. Okay. So because you ending just started, that is very you beat definitive. this. Yeah, yeah you okay. beat this, and then you can finish the main game. Okay. So that's, that's like a gotcha. separate circumstance. But it can, there is one ending that if you do a certain path in Phantom Liberty, it adds a new ending to the base game. Mm. Uh, oh, that's cool. So oh. that's one I haven't done yet, but because uh, I follow. I do my like heart. that there's, I read that there's like one mission that you can do right in the beginning where if you say no or something, then the whole. DLC just gets locked off because he said no, basically. Yeah, oh, it just doesn't fail that mission. Yep, yep. I like that. Yeah. You don't take the job essentially, is Jason right. Statham. So I guess there's uh-huh. another ending even. But that was really good. They re overhauled the systems. You have to like re level yeah. up your character. Like the you can re roll your perks at any time. And I think once per character, you can redo all your base stats. So you can kind of respec it a lot easier. Um, I've played a little bit of, I haven't bought the DLC, but I've played. Since the 2.0 update, where they mm-hmm. rebalanced a lot of the game systems, the the way the police interact with you, the driving, like pretty much every oh, system. Oh, the vehicle combat's been, good now. Yeah, yeah, it's been overhauled and adjusted. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Which really, kind of really fun because I that I played the game so much before this update, I would have liked to like experience this for the first time as this game as a good game. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, this could have just been the game that they works. released when it came out, but yeah, yeah. But um, I'm glad it's in that state now, and yeah, it does suck because I finished every single mission, and they've added some stuff that I haven't finished yet. But it's like I, I have nothing to do once I beat the DLC except beat no. the game. And it's right. like, well, so either I start over. Or random pop cars as you're driving around I, what i do now the game is... industry sucks and right is bad so that's the way things work right right no but what i do now to keep myself entertained is i got a motorcycle a kusanagi peacekeeper it's you know another akira style bike but i, I just drive around looking for gang members and i get off <laughs> the bike and i say you guys being peaceful over here <laughs> and i <laughs> and then i wait until they get annoyed and pull their guns on me and then i have to pacify them but we're just go we're like Damn. doing batman basically we're just going around Jesus. finding crime to punish but you're There's like goading the criminals into yeah. attacking you're the punch. I'm, I'm, just stand, <laughs> I'm just standing there <laughs> asking if they're being peaceful and then yeah hey. they get hostile but there are sometimes i find them and they're having like a block party with like with uh you know non-combatants like just normies and they're just like dancing yeah. and i'm like all right carry on y'all have a good party yeah. and i'll just the leave them grim reaper keeps driving <laughs> yeah. god jesus christ i like that there's nothing to do but yeah uh good game though and then um resident evil 4 dlc i beat that too it's very very good it's the ada wong separate ways stuff oh i um, recently bought resident evil 4 on uh on pc because there was there was a Steam sale a while uh, during the holidays, so I bought a couple nice. of things on sale. And so RE4, I started that a little bit, but didn't get too far into it. Nice. It's good. It's kind of spooky. Um, yeah. The Ada Wong, is this the DLC exclusive to this remaster version, or was this in the GameCube version? This was in the original. It was like okay. an Okay. Is this like the, the rocket launcher version? Is that what I'm thinking of in my mind, where you just kind of go around with that? No, you can get one. But that's like in DLC, you can eventually buy the Infinite Rocket Launcher. Just the like end, that's what it is. Okay. You yeah, can get yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Okay. But that's what you were speed running with in three, right? Yeah. And four, are you right. do it too. That's the best. But yeah. uh, 
you know, it's like a I'm just out here trying to save Ashley Biden, trying to save the president's daughter. Yep, yep. Hey, Leon Jack. (laughs) Calling in, checking in. Hope my granddaughter's doing good. Hope you hear him slurping some ice cream in the background. Have you seen those animations? calling me no i have not yeah somebody made like biden ai voices with leon holy shit leon you fucking saved her i can't believe it it's really good get out of that village jack scary those people are scary crazy cultists it's wild big guy with a chain yeah but someone needs to show joe biden this game so that he gets scared of the the La Plaga. La, 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 yeah. Las Plagas, man. That's the next quarantine. We gotta get that. I want every audio log from your handler in this to be replaced with AI Joe Biden saying the same dialogue. <laughs> like, give me them Biden I wish. All right, Jack, you gotta look out. I think uh, Mendez is coming back. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> he it. thinks his name is Jack Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is, 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 he keeps calling me Hunter. Says, "Good job, son." <laughs> Hunter, you're on you that soon. special assimment. You got to get that laptop back. Yeah, it's, our, it's your daughter, right? 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 You know what I mean? Oh, that's uh, funny. Uh, <laughs> that needs to be wow. a mod or something. I need to find that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. that's good. I've also been playing Aliens Fire Team again because we beat Gears Five. Uh, we, were, we were looking Aliens for a Fire Team game. Elite. I saw that you were playing with uh, Leroy, Leroy Chris, friend, friend of the. Of the uh, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. So we're looking for Very something, nice. but maybe I'll check out Power World as your recommendation. But that's what Power I. If I can get some friends on Power World, we can get in the same island and fucking build up a sick base where we make all our Pokemon work for us. I Heck mean, yeah, that's the dream. Uh huh. That is the it's dream, dream right indeed. In our pal spheres. All right. Anything else to touch on here before we uh, bounce on over? No, Let's I think go. we got a uh, a quick little segment next. Let's hit mm. that. Oh, I'm stoked! All right. We're back here on Normies Like Us, talking whatcha, what we what we've been watching, mm-hmm. uh, and now we're going to do a segment because as we've been talking about for these watches every ten episodes, we've been trying to cook up to maybe do some special stuff before we get to three hundred. Uh, I've mm-hmm. been inspired by Jacob's Cobb quizzes, yeah. So I've been cooking oh. up some fun little segments. So we got one here. Wow. This is just conversational. It's not. It's not com competitive in any kind of way you guys are not gonna be up against each other it's called follow-up hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna follow up so much better than you <laughs> it's called follow-ups uh i've got a bunch of topics of episodes hmm. that we've covered here where as we've been covering them when the episode's done i think ooh, i never got to ask those guys that specific thing so this would be hmm. a follow-up for that uh and i would ask if you guys got any that you'd want you know, go ahead and throw them out too while yeah. we're talking about the topics. But yeah, as an example here, just to start, I think here's a here's a good one. Mm-hmm. Now, Jacob, you brought Doctor Who to us. Doctor Who, we did a great Doctor Who episode. My That's audio right. was caught in a TARDIS, unfortunately, but I think mm-hmm. otherwise it turned out pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to ask on that one because things we never got into in that was, how about this? If you mm-hmm. guys were a companion to the Doctor, Where's the first place you make him take you in history, whether it's mm. the past, future, an alternate huh. timeline? That's we didn't discuss yeah. anything like that. 
because huh. you can go, yeah, you can go forward in time. You can go to space age civilization type stuff. You can go back in the past, meet some historical figures. Mm-hmm. They do it all, you know. So. Alternate timelines. Do you go to? Are you someone, Jacob, who does a Rick and Morty thing where you're like, "Well, I'll just go to Pancake World," and you know, blah blah blah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, there was a there's an alternate dimension that they did go to, and then Rose got stuck there, and that's how her arc ends as a companion, where she's just trapped in this alternate reality. So oh, I well. want to. I probably would want to avoid that. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's you have a favorite time to... period in histories. Hmm. I would. I would maybe go see a samurai or a ninja just real quick. You don't, you don't want to hang out there too long. Yeah. Well, generally uh, but... they'll go back, they'll meet some famous person and then something supernatural will be going on that will later be explained by aliens. So like they'll go back and meet William Shakespeare and there'll be witches and they'll be like, Oh, these witches are actually aliens. So <laughs> gotcha. You might, you probably go back to samurai times and there'll be some kind of, samurai ghost monster and then they're like no it's really just an alien it's really an it's alien sword they yeah. call and talk <laughs> about a yokai yeah honestly that seems like a good episode but i think it'd be cool <laughs> to go back to uh medieval times yeah i want to see a castle <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah 1992 <laughs> see some jousting tampa bay yeah. <laughs> to say to start the episode with take me to medieval times and then he walks you out in anaheim <laughs> california in like 2006 and he's like here we are yeah. here it is like, oh. do the pirate episode and he just walks you across the street <laughs> to the pirate saying? adventure <laughs> right yeah. um, oh that's very funny yeah uh, i have an affiliation for the yeah. or an affinity for the old west but then mm. of course my theory does stand that horses killed superman so i am scared of horses mm-hmm. um so i'm not positive <laughs> i'd want to go there i don't know there's an Old West episode where uh, the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith, goes back to the Old West and there's like a RoboCop trying to kill some people there. So that's a pretty interesting episode. Oh, interesting. Sure. <laughs> Not I a Terminator, a RoboCop? That's <laughs> kind of a Terminator slash RoboCop. It goes back yeah. in time. It's a Terminator. It's called the Defenestrator. He just, he just like throws you out a window. He's, yeah. like, he's like an android that looks like RoboCop. Gotcha. But basically, there's some aliens hiding out at this old west town, trying to hide from this RoboCop, and they, this old west town has to protect them. It's an interesting episode. What do they uh, call the <laughs> cops in England? Bobbies. Bobbies. Oh, so it's like Bobbies. a cyber Bobby. <laughs> cyber Bobby. Yeah. Instead of, of course, RoboCop. the TARDIS is famously a police box from the a 1960s Bobby box. Uh-huh. Uh, England. Yeah, where it Robo got Bobby. stuck on its uh, setting setting uh camouflage right so it's blending in but then it just got stuck as a police box there's several time periods i would go to i think i'd like to go to the medieval time i'd like to see ancient greece at its peak where a toga you know just sit around and think about you ever think about thinking guys you know <laughs> it's like yeah yeah is he again does i would just the doctor give you a thing so that you can hear everybody or whatever well, does he I'm say glad that you asked shit? Okay. <laughs> the tardis has a translation uh it translates for you so it's got like a universal translation. if you're in it you, even if you're around it if it's if it's oh, okay. if it's working properly you could be anywhere but it'll just work so that's right, how that's... they explain that cool yeah but sometimes when the when What's the TARDIS, range something happens to the tardis and then they can't understand aliens because the tardis is broken or malfunctioning Quique or something, questo. So. and you're like uh-oh yeah yeah uh-oh. but actually go. i would prefer i would like to just go to the future and go to a time when um in doctor who universe basically uh humans have mastered space flight in the future and they're a truly 
uh, planetary or or uh, solar system y species mm-hmm. now. They don't just remain on Earth, so they're all over the place. So there's a lot of future episodes that take place in the future involving uh, humans in space flight and stuff. So yeah, I would like to get me to a Star Trek civilization period. Like, yeah. yeah, let me see what yeah. that's like. Plus, that would be a good way to get around the whole like, like if I wanted to like investigate like my parents' past or something. It's probably not a good idea to like go to the 1970s or something. But if we went to the future where I could just like Google like somebody's entire life, I'd be like, oh, yeah. okay, let me just like watch this. Or whatever. But also, right. if you're hanging out with the doctor, I mean, he's got some rules about like you can't interact with your past self and that kind of yeah. thing. Normal time travel stuff. You don't want to create a paradox, of course, but mm-hmm. you know, there's some very strict rules about what you can do in the past. So you got to go watch Alita play motorball or something. That would be sweet. You know? Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you, if the offer, if he give, if he gives you, how often does he give you the keys to the kingdom to say like, you're the companion. You well, it's usually like a, an attractive woman in her, none of us are making not allowed like like one episode a season or more often than that what do you mean like is he like am i if i if the first thing he's like okay colin you tell me where are we going and i'm like let's go check on young me and he's like that's kind of selfish we're done you're not you're like get out of the target yeah, yeah, right. like, would oh. do that yeah if you do something oh, to piss okay. him off he will be like all right you're done get the fuck out god yeah that's Damn. fucking rough yeah. too man yeah. yeah you gotta be on your best behavior with the doctor so would you rather be companion in with the doctor or q from star trek <laughs> Who would well, be Q, more chill? He's just getting into some shenanigans. He's like the master and the doctor where he's kind of, he's not uh, evil, but he, he, he is, you know, he's doing things. He's always pissing off Picard, right? Where he's, he's yeah, getting into shenanigans. Goofing. Picard's like, yeah, yeah but the doctor's Q. keeping you in a pal sphere. Like you're his <laughs> yeah. Pokemon. And yeah. You're like, oh, all right. And you I can guess. leave anytime you want. Um, if you don't want to go on crazy adventures. And usually the companions are like, all right, I'm done. Like, <laughs> your life is too crazy for me. I'm going back to a normal life after a while. Yeah, gotcha. Get you know, so, get out of your system. That's a good. That's question, the tragedy though. of the doctor. Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. Let's say <laughs> su- successfully we tardis it up. I'll move on to another one here. All right. So yeah. Rebel Moon. We mentioned it earlier. Zack Snyder's oh, stunning yes. epic. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's just a clarifying question I need mm-hmm. from you guys. I need <laughs> I need an expert's opinion here. Why is it called the Child of Fire? Because She's hmm. a child of fire. She's I go who, by. So, so who is the child of fire? I would also like that. Clip. I think it's uh, Stephanie. It's what's her name? Cora or whatever. Is her oh, name it's Cora. Cora. Yeah, because she was uh, picked up by main bad guy in a battlefield where the whole town was on fire. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. She's born in fire oh, and blood. Okay. And she I'll was going to fire guys, a gun at him. She's the scar giver. So you guys are saying both <laughs> the movies are named after the one character? Oh, well, yes, The Child of Fire the child, is also the scar giver. Child of Fire is the second movie. What? No, no that's the first one. Oh. Scar well, giver is the know. second. Yeah, I don't know. So they're named We're after the same character, back. which sounds correct. Well, you know, hey, boy. Let me just say A New Hope is Luke and Return of the Jedi is Luke. The Empire Strikes yeah, Back is different. I, yeah, I Who's guess the that's Phantom true, Menace. Mike. I think Maul. the Palpatine. New Hope is just the rebellion, don't you think? Just I guess like... so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Can I mean, you... they blow up the fucking Death Star at the end. That's of that where thing. the hope like, is. We got a new hope. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but also it wasn't called a New Hope. 
until the sequels True. came out, and they're like, we need a subtitle for this. I think Zack Snyder is is the type of person that would name two movies after the same character. Yeah, and he's like, it's the most important character. Well, we're like, so we're, who like tell we get me her origin one out thing of the way? about Korra? And he's like, well, I can tell you two things. She's the child of fire, and she's the Stargazer. Like, oh, cool. That's pretty much all I need okay, to know. What the fuck does either of those mean? The child of the fire, the the, the princess, king's, the king's daughter who can like heal birds and shit or whatever. Maybe it's Jimmy. Maybe Jimmy's the child of fire. Maybe oh, it's Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not robot uh, Anthony Hopkins. That's for sure. No, yeah. that's Jimmy, isn't it? That's Jimmy. Oh, that is Jimmy. Okay, I hate it's, that movie. It's either uh, it's Dario Naharis or the other Dario Naharis. I think <laughs> this movie has stayed in our minds. That's yeah, we know that for sure. I literally about thought about day. the heated up swords yesterday. Did you? Like, those are kind of neat. <laughs> just that's all. Well, that's all it those was. Those were just going to be lightsabers when this was a Star Wars property, right? But Nemesis. I like superheating metal and having to have robot hands to even hold them. Like that's one neat idea. You know, it is, uh, Mike, handle. I give you that. It is one neat idea. <laughs> that's all I can think about that movie. Like that was pretty neat. <laughs> but why wouldn't you just have a handle that's not hard, hard hot, and you can hold that part with your yeah, but hands. or but or <laughs> yeah, because how do you heat it up if you're not touching? Yeah, it? Yeah. you can have a rubber handle that doesn't get hot. You should throw that's not it badass. at somebody. Nobody's gonna be able to catch it. That's what I mean. Yeah, then <laughs> nobody true. can wield your weapons. So that's yeah, useful. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah one one okay. neat idea, Rebel Moon. I feel I feel inconclusive on what we've come to there, but uh, I appreciate. Yeah, I'm looking the forward. For I think it has to be Cora, and you know we're all going to watch it and do an episode. So. What if part three is just called Cora, Jacob? <laughs> the, You're the, like oh, all of the them are named of after Korra? Yeah, the yeah. Legend of Korra. Oh my god, he would. <laughs> and he'd sue to try to be like, no, I I need it. I need that title. <laughs> yes, he would. This is important. Oh, man. All right. That was Rebel Moon. Let's move on to now. We got Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, fuck yes. our big wrap up to the end of the year. Here's something we didn't talk about that I want to know from you guys. What does the Muppet of you look like? Describe Ooh. the Muppet Ooh. of you. What is the color felt that you Probably are? looks like me. Well, is he, is he a little tan little peach boy, Jacob? Are you blue? Mm. Do you have a little job like Beaker oh. and... Uh, uh, Mr. Honeydew or whatever that guy's Professor uh, Honeydew. I would want to be like yeah. a weird color and like uh just be like a weird animal type like a like a Muppet, but not like a human Muppet, like a weird animal Muppet. Not animal yeah. the Muppet. Yeah, what's the like, name of that human one that you keep the new one, Patrick or whatever the hell his name is? I hate yeah, Patrick. That guy. <laughs> if I had to look like Patrick, I'd be so mad. No, I, yeah, I, I don't want to look like, like Bert and Ernie or whatever. I want to look like yeah. a monster. Yeah. Like a Grover? Maybe like a Grover. Yeah, Grover's pretty chill. Yeah. I'd probably just slide a trash can up, move in next to Oscar. <laughs> and just be really grumpy like all the, the time. It's I'd a probably sad be boy. Dirty. I'd probably be a dirty little guy. Yeah, yeah, a trash can. yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I can afford. You know what the rent is over there? Yeah. Did yeah. you see the Elmo asking if everybody was okay? Or whatever on Twitter. And then Larry yeah. David choking him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on yeah. Larry David's side. <laughs> yeah, right. Larry David to... said, You need to stop talking about mental health, is what he screamed at him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a, I don't, I don't need Elmo to ask me about my horrifying. mental health. But it's just wild that we have Sesame Street being like, Hey, are you doing all right? 
It's like an yeah. alarming state of the world. But, no, Elmo, uh, I'm not doing great, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, Elmo, I, guess I can't I afford to... groceries, and I'm scared that the president's going to die any day. There's uh, nothing you can do to help me, you little red bastard. That's why I uh, would have the trash can. But I guess I mixed it up because yeah. that's not technically a Muppet. So, you know. Now, well, Mike, an interesting thing would be, and yes, they de- right. they 100% Cosmos. But the it would be an interesting, if like Grover was like, or not Grover, um, Grouch, Groucho, Oscar. what the hell's the one? Groucho, Groucho Mark. <laughs> yeah, if no. Oscar was like, ooh, the neighborhood's getting like kind of seedy, and you just saw me in a box, like in like a cardboard box, just like sleeping next to him, you'd be like, yep. hello. Yeah, yeah, yep. a trash can. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I would be like a Gonzo. Yeah, okay. Gonzos, you know, and have a long nose and stuff. I can't, we did learn what his species is at one point, but I forgot what it was. Yeah, that's I think what he's, he's, a, he's a thingamajigger or what you call her. <laughs> yeah. I think I would be wearable, like a big bird sized one. Uh-huh. Like, oh, put the Collins suit on and be like, like Sweetums. Oh, where are you guys? Yeah, yeah like Sweetums. I want or the like stick the ghost on my of, wrist. You know, I want one of those. Past. The ghost yes. of Christmas present, which I thought was Sweetums, or I confused Sweetums for the ghost of Christmas present. Listeners, right. just know that conversation did not <laughs> was not just held to this podcast. It did go on for at least two more days afterwards. Yes, it required visual references. <laughs> you yeah. fucking Muppet racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's man. like big guys that can be that are a human in a costume or whatever. Right? You're telling me that's Sweetums talking to. David Tennant, like, uh, but like, no, it's not. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, it man. must have been. Well, what's that? Uh, the um, Big Bird's friend that's like a, a woolly mammoth or whatever. Oh, Snuffleupagus. Sure, Snuffleupagus. Yeah, Snuffleupagus. Yeah, maybe I'd be a Snuffleupagus. Whatever the equivalent is of a Muppet Eeyore, the saddest one. That's what I would be. It's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, instead of Elmo, I would just be emo. That would be it. Yeah. That would be the yeah, yeah, yeah. What if Elmo and, Elmo has a cousin named Emo that has like just some dyed black hair yeah, and exactly eyeliner yeah. and whatnot? I think I would be. I think on Sesame Street, there's like Gabby, the autistic one. I think I'd be. Gabby. <laughs> oh yeah, there's Gabby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's Bert and Ernie, the gay couple that live together and sleep in the same <laughs> they bed. They can't afford their rent anymore either. <laughs> They're d- dual income. <laughs> yeah. We're moving to West Palm. Okay, great. Good for you guys. Have you seen the rent on Sesame Street, man? It's crazy. Yeah. It's one of the last remaining good streets in the USA. Of course, it's going to be so gentrified now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Brought to you by the letter G. Yeah. There's a Starbucks on Sesame Street now. This is bullshit. Uh huh. Hate to see it. PBS. That's funny. I guess we've all right. I accept all those answers. Um, let's move on here to so, uh, back to One Piece, an episode Mm. we did uh last year, which I talked a lot about the history of being like a periodical and a magazine that my brother would receive, and that's sort of how I I got very into it. I want to ask you guys, what is your history with magazines? What were the magazines you got as kids? Game Informer, Uh, Nintendo Power, Wizard, Toy Fair, Mad Magazine. Did you Mm -hmm. you guys do any of those? I did get Nintendo Power for a while. Um, I was subscribed to Entertainment Weekly for a long time for some reason. I would just get Entertainment Weekly every those Week, weird <laughs> uh Stephen King opinion blogs where he'd be yeah. like, actually, this reality just, TV show uh, is good. And you're like, what? Yeah. 
just trying to stay, <laughs> stay up to date on everything that's happening in entertainment, I guess. But I guess this was back when, you know, now this has all been replaced by the internet, I guess, which is it was the print, only place you could get the info. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mad Magazine, I would get, I would go to our local bookstore, Borders. Uh, um, Border, I would go to Borders a lot on like a Friday night when I was, when I was younger, like my family, we would just go to Borders and I would just hang out in Borders and I would just like look at the books and mm -hmm. stuff. Yep. And they had like a magazine corner and I would look at, I would read Mad Magazine, but I would just read it in the store. Sometimes I bought it. Sometimes I would buy the magazine just to read the whole thing. But I remember there was like a Lord of the Rings parody that I just. I was, I was literally like, going to say, would you <laughs> buy the ones that were good, better parodies in your yeah, mind or whatever? Like Lord of the Rings when that came like. out or Star Wars or something. I'd be like, the Harry yeah, Pothead we'll ones. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll see what kind of crazy names they come up with for these guys. Yeah, They had the under the sink potion making kit, I remember from that magazine. <laughs> And sometimes they had some like naughty jokes that as a young 12 year old or whatever, I was like, hmm, this is pretty racy. I'm going to have to check this out. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. That's yeah. funny. You're ripping out the page in the borders <laughs> and stuffing it in your pocket. They're yep, like, yeah, yep. you can't do that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, I get um, Game Informer, you know, you get the demo Game discs Informer. every once in a while, you know, then, yeah. Okay, pre internet, what's going on with video games? You know, PSN, Nintendo PlayStation Power. Magazine. Yes. yes, Nintendo Power for sure. I was subscribed to Nintendo Power for a long time, and they would always have like some kind of poster or something. They would fold like, out. You could rip yep. out and fold it out, and it'd be whatever game or whatever. So I had a bunch of those, and I would just put them up in my closet. So my whole closet was like wallpapered with these Nintendo cool. posters. It was like, yeah. So that was a lot. Of we fun. would we would ask the local video store when the movies were going out of rotation if we could have the posters when they were done, and they would call yeah. us. So I had a ton of movie posters. I would do that too, room. and I would get Dude. my friend worked at a movie theater, yeah. so I would get a lot of free posters and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, none of but, uh, you got to cut out a Kira Knightley. No, <laughs> nope. Didn't we do have a stand-up mystery? It's a Cleveland Browns ex-player called Braylon Edwards, and we have a full-size mm, stand-up of him. I remember him? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas ad out of Mike. It's true. He did the Christmas Braylon. My cousin, not my cousin, my school friend had the Jurassic Park Pepsi Raptor, and I was like, "You son of a bitch! That's the coolest thing." <laughs> but uh, magazine it was just a yeah. different time to be a kid. And mm -hmm. to get so excited because mail came for you. Do you guys yes. remember that fucking feeling? I don't think that exists now because I, I just think there's a weird filtered process of like, I, I don't think like your parents are like giving you like the spam that came in the mail for you anymore. Like back in the day, like no. Colin, it's your birthday. Johnny's Toys, the local toy store mailed you just like this happy birthday card. And I'd be like, oh, like how do they even yeah. know yeah. that when you were a kid? Like, I don't right. know. Well, again, yeah, this is a pre-smartphone era. So, like, print media has been completely replaced with the internet and smartphones. Yes. But when we were growing up, I don't know about you guys, we had one family computer that was in the family room. In our basement, right. yeah. In our basement, And the yeah. phone will be tied up unless yeah, we had you have a second up. line. Um, but so I really couldn't just browse the internet like I would do now, like browse Reddit or Twitter or whatever. So I would get mm. all my you know, news about like movies or whatever from magazines and stuff like that instead. So it was just a very different time. But even I mean, an yeah. old magazine for a car trip, Jacob, where you're like, I've read this mad magazine, Lord of the Rings a couple of times, <laughs> but like, it's been a year, this yeah. might hit a little different and like kill like the 20 minute drive or whatever, where you're like, 
fuck this thing and you do it cover to cover do you remember right. mm-hmm. you yeah. would just read everything in it what i liked about the old game magazines too is they would like have the reviews and they would have like before the reviews they would have like bios for the reviewers and like what type of games mm-hmm. they like and are yes. like little star like i like that you could kind of get a sense for who was reviewing your shit more easily and it was just kind of Oh, that's the RPG guy. This is the JRPG guy. This is the fighting game girl or whatever. And I, I always thought that was kind of neat. The other thing is I would get like Game Informer and I would just read about all the games that I know that I would never be able to play. Ever. You just because you, I'm like, you, you're I like right. not a this chance. system. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, like hearing about a new release in a magazine too, like here's seven pages on Final Fantasy VII. And you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's yes. yeah. tell me about how I mean, that, epic this is going to be. Depending on when that came out, Mike, that would change what you would get for your birthday because you'd yeah. be like, I'm fucking obsessed with this now. And you would just yeah. pour over it. It yeah. would inform but your just... purchase because you don't have a lot of trailers right. on the internet. It's maybe a yeah. TV spot and the magazine. That's it. Yes. One picture of Cloud holding up a giant sword. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I would read about this? a lot of those games, like 90% of them, knowing that I would never play them and basically vicariously. Mm-hmm living through just reading about them and be like man that'd be so cool to play Mm -hmm. um but i don't have that system because i didn't have a playstation for a lot a lot of the time when i was younger i had i was i had a gamecube and an n64 but i didn't have a playstation until i didn't have another system until i got xbox 360 i think so then i was able to play xbox games but for a long time i was like well if it's not nintendo it's not coming out on the gamecube then i guess i will just imagine what it's like to play we don't have let's plays like now you can just watch a let's play of anything ever made you know right even were you guys game boy games where i would be like well i can buy like two or three games a year so i know i'm not gonna buy this game for game boy but it looks fun to play Mm -hmm. were you guys big strategy guide Dudes, like, did you have strategy guides? Those Figma Sometimes, or what, yeah. what the hell were they called? Prima. Yeah. Prima, yeah. thank you, Mike. Yes, yes. you're welcome. I have it for, like, Pokemon, I want to mm-hmm. say, where they tell you, like, all the where all the cool things that you can get are and stuff. So There would be selective ones. We'd have, like, the Final Fantasy VII one we had, because there's a lot Advance there. Wars. I well, you had to Advance unlock Wars. the two characters, like, where you're like, I gotta yeah. figure out how to fucking get Vincent and Yuffie. Like, this what's is the code yeah. to the freaking safe in Shinra Mansion? Or, uh, I still don't remember. The that. one, the one Final Fantasy game that I did play, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance for the Game Boy Advance. The best. <laughs> one of the best. Yeah, I had the strategy guide for that and Advance nice. Wars, which is another fun game that I played a lot. So we did yeah. um, for strategy for guides. I had early internet right like we would go to like game facts do you remember that yeah still yeah. Around. yeah user print posts off. yeah guys yeah, so you print them and i a had a manila binder. folder yep mike it, <laughs> yep. it's summer i'm pulling out my gta3 code sheet i kind of don't need to look at it anymore because i'm like yep. l1 l2 l1 l2 <laughs> it's like jamming that out yep. so fast god yeah. Three hole punch binder. Like I I still have yes. it in somewhere in my closet back home, like with my parents' house. It's that. still the in the closet. Yeah, I gotta dig through that archaeology. It's pretty cool. But those good were the time, days. Time. It's just hard to imagine a time when you couldn't just pull out a little device from your pocket and if you wanted to look something up, you could just Google it right there, you know? It's hard to describe a time period when you couldn't do that, I guess. Or it's hard to imagine. Well, when you would now. just kind of daydream. Like literally, yeah. like mm-hmm. like, I would just be bored sometimes. <laughs> like you just, just kind of sit there and at the wall thinking, bored. "Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. I don't know." 
and you think you about had kids time. growing up these days and they're yeah. all addicted to their screens and stuff it's just like man they can't even comprehend how it was in the olden days they let kids play on ipads and their cell phones and like church and stuff because it's just like like how could you even fucking stop it at this point right oh man i wonder parents do but i don't know you gotta be you gotta have you gotta be not a super strict parent but you gotta put limits on those things i think it's like look we're not going to you know we're not going to lunch if you get on your phone like something like that yeah it comes back to parenting because like my parents were very strict about certain things like i could only when i was much younger i could only watch tv for a certain amount of time oh, per yeah. day and that kind of thing and my mm-hmm. mom would like actually make me go she'd be like go play outside for an hour and i'd have to go outside for an hour and go in the backyard and just play or whatever <laughs> and <then> lock <laughs> um, the door <laughs> because if she didn't force me to i would never go outside because i'm a weird uh antisocial it's the person. inside rules it yeah. has all my stuff no we don't like yeah. the meat space mom i don't want to no. go out there <laughs> um, so i think if your parent if you have lax parents that don't care about that stuff, then yeah, it can affect you growing up, I think. Well, the thing too is I do find it fascinating living in the pre-internet from magazines to this. Wow. But that's really what this is. It's like physical media to digital, the transition just, yeah, yeah. You, you would go outside and like shit. Cause there just wasn't, <laughs> you couldn't have spend an entire day necessarily in oh, doors. Yeah. Like it, no. You yeah. had to go outside. There was nothing else to do. The cheat code was if we climbed a tree, we could sit up there and read. Like you could <laughs> be outside and like do an inside activity if mm-hmm. you were like actively doing something while you were outside. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Sure. Yeah, sure. But riding older bikes brother, and building jumps and stuff. I'm like, dude, Gen yeah. Z yeah. do that or not? Oh, God help me once fucking jackass came around. How any mm-hmm. of us survived any of that bullshit? No, we would if run we around had YouTube though. We would all stuff. been rich, I'm sure. My brother was the funniest though, because he was such, he hated outside so much that he would just, my mom would make him be like, you have to go outside for at least an hour. He would just sit in the backyard, sit in a chair and do nothing for an hour, just out of like, out of retaliation. Out of spice. Sit there. (laughs) Yeah. But my brother was kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then like exactly 60 minutes, be like, well, it's been an hour. I'm coming back inside. I am legally allowed to watch (laughs) Scooby-Doo now. So yes. Yeah. I've served my time. That's funny. good times though. I would we would play. We would do lightsaber duels. We'd have these wiffle bats and oh, yeah. lightsaber duels with these mm-hmm. wiffle bats in the backyard. For we for would play D and D. We called it D and D, but it was just basically LARPing with like yeah. wiffle bats or whatever we could find. Fire, we were just fireball, fireball, lightning well, ball. Well, and ball. again, you know, this is privilege as a, a white guy. I can say this, but it's something we did. We had this entire sector of things that I don't think mm-hmm. any kids play with now out of absolute fear. We would do Nerf. We would just go outside oh, and just sure. fucking shoot each other with Nerf yeah. guns and stuff and yeah. just run around. Yep. Well, nowadays, yeah, you can. No, you're, you're not shot fucking by police, walking with a gun in your hand. Anyway, yeah, it's like a Fortnite Nerf. Sure you have right. prominent orange tips no. so people know what's Yeah, yeah. Even then, it's like. <laughs> Sucker, yeah, your life is in a your water hands. gun, yeah, yeah. no, Ooh, no yeah. not even fucking yeah, super soaker, yeah. You know, things are better criminal. back in our day, yeah. It turns into the old man yells at cloud segment. Let's do one more question here and yes. then we'll go, and yeah, and hopefully, again, not not just an opinion on time changing, but here's a subject uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, our, our long form mm-hmm. that we're covering right now, something yep. we have not um, yet discussed. That's a big franchise based on a theme park. Are you guys theme park guys? If you mm. are, what's your favorite ride? 
and what's a ride you think would make a good movie? <laughs> oh, wow. That, I feel like Tower most Terror, rides are, yeah, rides are more based on movies than movies are based on rides, except for yeah. the couple. I like the backwards movies. direction of that question. <laughs> I, I am not a theme park person anymore, but it's strictly financial. Like, yeah. I like roller coasters. I like rides. I do not like standing in line. And I don't yeah. have the funds to do fast pass every time I go. Right. So I'm like torn because I do enjoy yeah. the theme park, but it's Priced like, you, out, though. yeah, you spend a hundred dollars to go on that three rides. Sense. That's not value. Yeah. Right. So I would say I'm not a theme park person necessarily, but I do. And like, I enjoy them from time to time. I went to Cedar point as a kid a lot. Same. Um, growing up and they have you know, that's one of the best roller coaster parks in america that i know in of the world for a while um i think so yeah. king's island probably for you southern ohio and king's island was so <laughs> dangerous i have no son of a beast <laughs> it's, it's, i've gotten uh, so, uh, the way my body and spine are curved is because mm. of summers at king's island so wooden roller coasters specifically if yeah wooden roller coasters are crazy i mean the millennium force was like an old school wooden one i remember Growing up was when Top Top Thrill Dragster was like the big new one that people were raving I've about. I've done that one. Point. I've yeah. done that. Have we all Top Thrilled? <laughs> Iron yeah, Dragon me, is that, that another one at that? It's park? not that impressive to I'm me. Not sure about Iron Dragon. It's just the Iron height. Dragon. You can see Canada from the top of it. Is that it true? Fast. Well, yeah. on a clear day because it's it's right on Lake Across Erie. For lake. those who don't yeah. know, it's over four hundred wow. and some feet tall. It was at one time the tallest roller coaster in the world, and it shoots you one hundred twenty miles an hour, or whatever. You just go up and then you come back. Uh, down. Come back is down. It, and you, are you stand up too? Is it is it stand up style? No, it's a sit down. They do have some of those okay. stand up ones, but those are the the newer style roller coasters that are all loopy all over the place. Those are yeah. But I like when the top thrill, because you get up on a clear day, you can see Canada over the lake, but you yeah. wait all day, but then it goes, and sometimes it doesn't make it over the hill. So when we went, it didn't make it <laughs> Was over. Was that true? And it, yeah, it fell back to the bottom, but the, the fun part is when they launch you. So it's like yeah, getting yeah. to ride it twice. So I was like, oh, I don't I mind. I think it was like the fastest roller coaster in the world at that time, too. Yeah, it, that, that was, was a big, big selling point is that it goes super fast, like a chop thrill dragster would right yep <laughs> um so that was cool so i like that stuff but then uh, in line. yeah and then living in california here i mean i live very close to universal studios been there many times and i've gone on every ride and attraction in universal before yeah nice and i still like that it's a it's a it's a good park you know it's got a lot of fun things it's very overpriced to even just to hang out there and like get a tall boy it's like ten dollars you know oh, yeah. it's like insane prices for food and drinks of course i mean i remember in the early 2000s just seeing six dollars for a pepsi in line or water and it's like yeah. you're you're a hostage here and it's like that's expensive now six dollars for a soda but like that inflation like by scale that's like nine bucks too it's nuts right you can go get so some like duff beer but i'm very sad that they're like taking the simpsons out of universal to add some to to make that space something else, right? Back Colin? to the Future is gone. It's no longer that's been the gone. Yeah. Chicken joint or whatever it was. Right. It no. then was turned into Moe's Tavern. Moe's Tavern wrote, on the way out. Yeah, I rode on the Back to the Future ride before it was turned into a a Simpsons ride. That car yeah. thing, right? I, I remember yeah. doing that when I was younger. Um, but yeah, the whole Simpsons land is getting converted into another property. I forget what, what minions. I think minions. Oh, is it minions? Yeah. Um, fucking <laughs> that's minions. crazy. The only thing Sony's um, done besides Spider-Man's. 
<laughs> yeah. But because Simpsons are the Simpsons rights thing is weird because it's Universal has like these yep. theme park thing, but obviously Simpsons is with Fox, which is now Disney, of course. So it's all I think they're losing their rights to it too. So I don't know. But you well, and then you know, you just you ask a casual fan. I mean, that this is where truly like David Zasloff like occasionally has some points where he's like we're fucking licensing out Harry Potter to Universal. You ask people, you know, what production company made Harry Potter? They think it's Universal. And it's like, yeah, no. Like, obviously, yes. You're Warner Brothers. Max or whatever. Yeah, well, not anymore. Whatever the mm-hmm. hell they call themselves, whatever conglomerate they are. Yeah, you know, there is that loss, and you would hope that they would build up their film history. So it is, it's just strange. You'd think they would, people would yeah. be more protective of their theme park rights. I think that's going to come to bite a lot of people in the ass. Yeah. But Universal's a good park. I just went there somewhat recently when my family came out to visit me and my sister and I, we rode every single ride and attraction that's possible. I actually really like the Harry Potter one. Mm. Um, Not that there's the flight of the hippogriff, which is a very short and lame roller coaster, but there's another one that's like inside the castle. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. It's mixing like screens and 3d with physical reality and stuff. It's pretty neat. That's fun. Um, then there's all you guys course- have a. Sorry. So, do you guys have a dream one you would want to go to? Because obviously the Nintendo stuff's there, Jacob. I'd love to go to that. I haven't seen the Nintendo stuff. I want to go to Legoland. I've never been to Legoland. Huh. I think that would be cool. I used to like think- Legos when I was younger. Yeah. There's a very specific thing that I wanted to do, and it's you know how they do the Universal Horror Nights, and it's all the licensed yes. movies and I've stuff. Been to that. Yeah, I think I mentioned on one of our spooktaculars, but Japan occasionally will do Resident Evil biohazard themed Yo. at their Universal Japan, mm. and I would like to do that. That seems that's really cool. neat. Yeah, so that's cool, I remember yeah. we did the ET ride. This is my story: the ET ride in Florida, um, and you wait. You're waiting in line for hours, and I'm pretty young, but my younger brother he hadn't been able to walk yet. And we get all the way up to the front of the line and the people are like, can the baby walk? And my mom's like, yeah, because fuck this. We've been here in line for three hours. Of course he can. We do the ride. And then that night in the hotel room, he takes his first steps because he's like, I'm not going to make you out to be a liar, mom. (laughs) Can the baby walk is burned into my head. Uh, My brain is the E.T. ride memory. But that's you're doing the whole escape from the FBI on the bikes kind of thing. Do you have the memory in your mind, Mike, of the thing talking to you at the end where it says, I will always be your friend, Mike. Michael, (laughs) I do. I do. It would say your name. Michael. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. Couldn't believe it. I have done done Universal in Florida and I've done all the disney parks in florida as well in my younger days and uh including you know i did i did the pirates of the caribbean ride did the haunted mansion ride did all that stuff epcot i guess the um, goal is that mike Gardens. and i ride the pirates of the caribbean <laughs> yeah i think we actually yeah. we needed that i like that as a way to wrap up all of it go ride yeah. the ride <laughs> go to legally we have to i, I think you're um, right it's not that great. It's like a river. It's like a river ride, and then you just pass. I need to see the Salazar animatronic. Well, you know, I'm not a I'm not a, a river guy, but you know, my big uh, mm-hmm. favorite ride style are log flumes, which I feel mm-hmm. like are notoriously the worst because who wants to be wet? Who wants to get like, wet like, yeah. through your day, but I, I just always like. There's to a drop Jurassic. And have yeah. you done the Jurassic World yes. one at Universal? That's like not a water since ride. they've rebooted it. Not oh. since it's the new one. When it yeah. was Park. I yeah, see. there's the Mummy Classic. Love that one in Universal. The mummy roller coaster. 
Waterworld, the show. Love seeing Waterworld. Man, still is <laughs> an, an institution. What, <laughs> what deserves to be a, a stunt show now? I guess the John Wick stunt show would be cool, right? Wow, <laughs> yeah. The Rebel <laughs> Moon stunt show. We learn why she's the child of fire and the scar giver. I That's honestly right. oh, okay. The real one is Mad Max. If they can do Waterworld, get some cars going, dude. They yeah, already have Circus Soleil people. Never. That's awesome. That's That's a, awesome. I mean, yeah, Waterworld <laughs> is essentially Mad Max with water, right? Yeah. But have a Just car with a flamethrower on that it. The event <laughs> is still going on when that movie was like a huge box office failure, like one of the right. biggest of all time, notoriously. Well, do right? you remember what it was before it was Waterworld? Heaven's Gate. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what? called Heaven's Gate. That was like a big. I don't know. No, it was Conan the Experience. It was Conan the Barbarian. Do you guys oh, remember that show? Have you guys ever I watched don't. that on YouTube or something? It's pretty wow. cool. Interesting. No. So Wizard. And he's like getting a sword, and there's like, you know, he's like shooting like fire like everywhere and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the medieval times show we went right, to. Right, right. <laughs> sure. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I like the water because you can you got jet skis, you can jump things, you yeah. can do explosions, people fall into the water and they don't Spokers. get hurt. Yeah. And I want someone jumping from to and from vehicles that are moving and on fire. <laughs> There's just a lot yeah. more potential for injury, I feel like. Yeah, the water is a softer landing. With yeah. Dirty sand everywhere opposed to the water. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what, right. you know what ride would make a good movie at Universal? That they have that Fast and the Furious ride. That would be a pretty good yeah. movie franchise. That would be cool. Are the Transformers? A, an yeah. FF stunt show is a really good idea, too. They couldn't do... I mean, you couldn't no. do an actual car crash in front of people. No, but like a drip but, you know, show. You, you could do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I told you guys they had that Fast and the Furious Laps. where Vin Diesel oh, yeah. talks to you and says like, oh, we gotta save the, the family or whatever. Right. <laughs> no, but if they had a Vin Diesel look like come out and say, alright, everybody in the audience just want you to know that when you're here, you're family. You're family. It, say back that. to me. I'd get some ten dollar tall boys and watch that in the heart. It'll be, like it'll be nothing like Coronas. Vin Diesel says your name, Jacob. You are all part of the family. Oh yeah. shit! He said it. He said Jacob. Give me the animatronic. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, that's fun. all right. That was follow ups. Um, yeah, wow. I like that. I thought that was a good segment. I'll, I'll I like that keep a lot. some more in mind for future episodes. But right now, let's jump over to our final thoughts here. Is it exactly like us. Your pain is the amount cleaning you out and my satisfactory. Today, I'm thinking about the things that are deadly. The way I'm drinking you down, like I want to jump, like I want to hit me. Step on the glass. We're back here on Normies Like Us, wrapping up our first watch of 2024 of the new year of our mm-hmm. special 281st episode. Oh, my God. Yes, wow. we've made it. We're getting closer to 300. Incredible. Um, thanks, listeners. Incredible. This and I is like the, podcasting. This is podcasting. The I like the follow-ups segment, Colin. That was good. So thanks for doing that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, I pray I, we come up with a better idea for 300 than where I think we're headed. But maybe not. Think, it's a pretty I don't good think there idea. is a better idea. <laughs> There's um, nothing else you can do. <laughs> I think we need to rent out a whole Zach movie Snyder. theater and screen it. Yeah. Yes, have, that's what friends. we'll do. <laughs> we can invite yeah. Zack Snyder to be a guest oh. on our podcast. It's our 300 episode. We're covering 300. We kind of aren't positive to you a lot of the time but we'd love for Don't you worry to about it you know. we think you, like, you seem oh, like a mean? very enthusiastic nice guy we yes. just not love yeah. your work we've heard but, great yeah. things we get jerry butler on the podcast yeah we'll hang out with you we'll invite jerry that butler. seems much more feasible actually jacob we tell <laughs> we him this Cersei. podcast is plain too he's like i'm there <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah that, um, that, that would be perfect. Well, no as we're wrapping allowed up, on that episode. Mm-hmm. I have a quick doing segment as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, two things I wanted to mention we, that I didn't mention, right? Is that the name? That's, oh. Well, two. I have one thing and then one other thing. Yeah. So um, first thing is, I call this. Bob's quiz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buckle yeah. up. Well, this is, uh, you know, we're a t- from time to time, we've been known to be a little bit of sportos. So this is called Jacob's mm-hmm. Sporto Corner. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you guys, you know, obviously the football season, fancy football, we love it. Uh, yeah, F1. Uh, you know, I'm I'm F1. so scared of how the Ferrari Mustang, you know. Yeah, boy. Um, the Ferrari the Michael Mustang. Jordan of, of uh, Formula One drivers. Um, <laughs> the Super Bowl is next weekend, right? That's right. Yep. You guys uh, – you know, what are your thoughts on, are you picking a team? Who you th- What do you think is going to happen? We've got the Chiefs, we got the 49ers. Can I, can I ask you a, a quick question, Jacob? Because you yeah. are the king of the prop bets where you'll mm. point out like oh, people yeah. bet on the coin toss. People bet uh, on, yes. you know, like who, the color what commercial of the Gatorade, like the over stuff. under for the national anthem. Yeah, there's, Are there, there Taylor Swift bets? I would oh, imagine. Oh, I'm sure there are. I'm going to have to look at some of these props. Here's like, the thing with the like Taylor thing. This is like that she um, like kiss him or something. Yeah. Well, here's the they get engaged if they win. The okay. Question, that's well, interesting. The big yeah. question is, is she going to be there? Because she is on, according to her schedule, she's supposed to be in Japan on tour during the Super Bowl. So the big question leading up to this is, is she going to cancel that tour day so that she can go to the Super Bowl and watch uh, Travis Kelsey? She might not even be there. She might be in Japan. She might fly back crazy. after her show because okay. she has her private jet that she flies everywhere, right? So maybe, but people don't, we don't know if she's going to be there. So that's kind of the big thing with Taylor. Taylor Interesting. Watch, I call it. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> the sports course, corner, first just, thing um, we address the Taylor Watch. This is, yes. This is the Taylor Watch Corner. Um, she did just win a Grammy yesterday for album of the year who cares about the Grammys? i don't but right. she also announced a new album so she's been in the news oh and jacob lot. it's yeah. the worst album title of all time what is it oh it's the like, dead poets society or something it's like i'm oh. the president of the dead poets society it's like a whole yeah. sentence you're like what yeah well. um so the question is yeah is she going to be there I say she flies. She has her show in Japan. Flies yeah. back and flies directly I think she's to there. Las Vegas and goes. You to have enough time on the flight to sleep and whatever, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll the, put her in the cryogenic chamber. She <laughs> typically sleeps Ripley. in Mike. And right. Yeah. She'll emerge. Yeah. But yeah, you can bet <laughs> exactly. on everything from the color of the Gatorade, the length of the national anthem, the halftime show. What song will Usher start the show with at halftime? Oh, it's Usher is the halftime. Uh, Usher is the halftime show. Uh, yeah, is the favorite. Yeah, by Usher. Right. That's oh, a song. sure. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I'm rooting for the 49ers because I hate Same. the Chiefs and I don't want an AFC team to win. So I'm rooting for yep. NFC. Um, but I have a feeling the Chiefs are going to win because Mahomes is the guy, right? He's Very talented. Guy. Yeah, he's pretty good. I, the power of Taylor. We'll see. Um, I, I am also 49ers. I like the Brock Purdy story, Mr. Irrelevant, you know, like get into the lead a team. And I think that's that's cool. I like Christian Brock McCaffrey Purdy, but... deserves, I, again, yeah. he's not game breaking but i like the story of a guy who's literally the difference last. between mahomes and purdy is just like too big of a gap i think and i think if the chiefs defense <clears throat> shows up the way they did against the ravens there's no way the chiefs are going to lose but i want the 49ers to win but like if you put a christian mccaffrey versus any running back on kansas city like that's where the swing yeah. is the skill players all they have is yep. travis kelsey versus six dudes pacheco who are- isaiah pacheco 
Yeah. Um, he's he's no, no but, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah. I would say Chiefs are going to win. Also, you know, the NFL wants the Chiefs to win. And either way, the narrative is either going to be if the Chiefs win, the narrative is going to be, oh, Taylor, Taylor blessed them, right? And if they yeah, lose, right. they're like, oh, Taylor cursed them. So either way, Taylor Swift oh, is going to be mentioned. Credited by, for know, the, the result. So we'll see what happens. But oh, that's Jacob Sporto Corner of the Week. Yeah, hey, I appreciate that. Addition. We got to do something for maybe we'll have a get together or something to watch. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to invite we'll out. Gerard Butler and Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. I would love it. That's 300 right. reunion. You know what they call him? Snack Snyder. He's going to bring all the, the Doritos. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, I, he's my new favorite director. If so, that sounds great. Yeah, he's got all the yeah. you know, glizzies in a blizzy. Snack Snyder over here. Did you see what he brought? <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, the crafty table on his Snyder. shoots is legendary. Yeah. Eating snacks. Yeah. I'm going to ask him so many questions about Rebel Moon. Uh-huh. Who's the child of fire? <laughs> so who you is clarify? the child of fire? So <laughs> <And> it's, explain. <laughs> All, right. The scars? Um, All right. I'll just say real quick, great Rex on this Wetcha. I'm yes. definitely walking away from this. Probably gonna check out the curse. That's Same. sounding the most interesting thing to me. Check out the yeah. curse. Also, yeah, I wanted to mention one other thing that I forgot to mention in the watch watching section. I watched this movie on Netflix, this animated movie called Nimona that I mm. thought was really nice and I liked it a lot. So check that out. It's on Netflix. Shark Girl, um, right? I don't even... Also Chloe Grace Mortz, is that correct? Yes. Yes, oh, that's well, right. There we go. This was a this was made by Skydance Studios, which was like a subsidiary of Disney that got shuttered like while they were making it. They made mm. that like I Spy movie with uh Will Smith or whatever. Oh, where he like right. turns into a pigeon oh, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spies in disguise. Yeah, Spies in disguise. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, which yeah, wasn't yeah. good. But um no, this it was movie, not. while it was like in production, like Disney was like, actually we're gonna it was almost a tax write-off where they're like, we're not gonna release it. Mm, but then geez. Netflix stepped in, Annapurna Pictures and Netflix stepped in and were like, We'll take this off your hands, released it as a Netflix original. And it was great. I was very surprised. I was not expecting really anything. I was like, this looks kind of fun. I'll check this out. It was really emotional. And it's it, like, an- um, didn't it take, it's, it probably took what was probably the mutant mayhem best animated yeah, picture. It was nominated right? for Oscar, I mean, it up there, which yeah. is why I was like, I'll check this out. Um, it's an LGBT story. It's like, it's like Nimona is basically a trans coded uh, character uh, in my opinion. Gotcha. It's not super spelled out, but I think, I mean, I think that's what they're going for. And it's, yeah, it's really good without feeling like it's pandering. It's very emotional. She's like a gargoyle. She's like a, she's like a, she's like a girl that can, she's like a, uh, she can transform into different animals. Okay. Not just, she's a shapeshifter. Um, but it's this, it's this weird, it's like medieval knights and stuff combined with like cyberpunk. So it's set in the future, but there's like things and stuff. Yeah. Riz Ahmed is like the main I didn't character. Know that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's really good. Check it out on Netflix. I just wanted to shout it out. I was surprisingly emo like it got to my emotions at a level that I didn't think. And oh, wow. I don't think it's gonna win an Oscar because you got the boy in the hair and you got Spider-Verse, but it's been a great year for animation because I thought that was a blast. So shout out to Nimona on Netflix. All right, yeah. Nice. So we got Pal World. The Curse and Nimona, as I think That's our right. recommendations. And True Detective That's what Season I've been doing 1 recently. and Fargo 6. <laughs> well, Nimona is yeah. in Pal World. She's one of the pals. Yeah, That's she's right. One of the pals. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's one of the pals. Cool. Well, this has been good. 281, guys. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. I'm proud of us. 281. Yeah. Here's the 282. Am I right? Here's Absolutely. The, here's the 282. One more, baby. <laughs> one more. Uh, last, next week is our last episode ever. That's right. And normies, before that episode, we'd love if you wrote in, told us whatcha, you were watching as well. You watching mm-hmm. anything? Are you listening to anything? You love that new Taylor Swift song. You got opinions on the Super Bowl. You want to put in a prop bet? Hit us up at normies underscore like underscore us. Let us know. Yeah, what's your favorite Paramore era? You know, that's right. <laughs> Check out that burning down the house, Talking Heads cover. Some people didn't like it. I thought it was good. I liked it. So play the Sims too. Listen to Pressure. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. All right. All right. Otherwise, we've been your host. This is just Colin. Just Mike. This is Pal Jacob. I'm Pal Jacob. I should have been NTSC, Mike. God dang it. Get Hit that joke in twice. your sphere, yeah. Jacob. Get in your pal sphere. We're done here. Once we're done, you back want back to in that sphere. The mines. The <laughs> moon mines. The yeah. pal mines. Yep. All right, Normies. All right, take normies. it easy. Catch you next time. See take ya. it easy. Bye. Bye-bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!